Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jesse Loan Show. I am the Loan Jesse. Check me out on social media, pretty much anywhere you can find me at the Loan Jesse, all one word. And if you happen to be listening to this on the podcast version, feel free to check me out on YouTube as well. Subscribe, all that good jazz. I'm here to today with my seventh guest, and uh, we're doing this for the second time to try to satisfy both of our egos. Dad, how's it going? Fine. So last time we were here, um, how shall we describe it? Failure. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a failure. It was pretty, uh, yeah, yeah. You know how they say you are your own worst critic? Well, we were totally our worst critics because the few people that did listen to it didn't have any of the same criticisms you and I did, which is funny. The only thing I heard was, I can't hear your dad. Um, but I went into it with certain expectations, I guess, which are what let me down. So the podcast didn't let me down. I let myself down expecting something different than I went into it looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So what did, what did you think? What were you, what were you bugged by? Um, I don't know. I guess you couldn't hear me. No, is that all? And the fact that I'm, it appeared to be a cranky old man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you didn't want, uh, you didn't want your podcast persona to what match reality, reflect reality or what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, so here's take two and we're. Uh, here on a Sunday, which is probably a best day to try to do a podcast in my new studio since there's big trucks that drive outside. So we're here with Dexter Morgan, who is uh, the co-host of this show and clearly takes his job seriously. Ever the professional. <laughs> so you were saying that you got the road wrong in Iowa. I did. So let's go back. Let's just take it back then to that story. Um, and just, I mean, not that we want to tell stories anyone's already heard, but we are doing this over again. So go ahead and take, take it away. Well, if you delete that last one and there's a lot of people who won't see it, <laughs> so we can start over. Take it away. <laughs> Got the wrong road wrong. That was it. Um, aside from that, everything is, was accurate compared to the last one. What were we talking about with the road? Well, what, that's the thing. What's, what was the story? Were we talking about, uh, when you found Jeremiah? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so we, with that, with that, with the right road and knowing where the farm was at, we'd know where but so if no one, the creek was at. If no one ever saw the first one, they're not going to know what the fuck we're talking about. So let's rewind and start with the story of Jeremiah. Story of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was, was a bull. A bull. Not was a bullfrog. A, was a good friend of ours. <laughs> Jeremiah was a bull and was a good friend Never of ours. Never understood a single word he said. <laughs> okay. So, how old were you? We helped him walk around. Huh? How old were you? Um, fourth grade. Fourth grade. How old are you in the fourth grade? I don't know. Okay, but I'm so... I'm going to say around nine, eight, nine. Fourth grade with your brother Steve, right? Mm-hmm. The late, great 
Late great. Uncle Steve Gehring. Stephen Austin Gehring, yes. Stephen Austin Gehring. Yep. Thank you. Help me out there. Oh. I'm put it down here. Okay. And um so you guys what what are you doing out by this creek? How far is it from your house? Like paint a picture for me. What are you guys doing? You're playing army probably? You ever seen Field of Dreams? Duh. Bingo. So you've seen the farm where they have the barns. And imagine the field that he put in right there, that close to the barns, right there up alongside of the farm okay. itself. The farm is the farm, but the, the buildings themselves. Um, imagine their creek being there, and that's how far we were. I mean, it wasn't, you know, we weren't, you know, I don't know. We were right there in our yard, basically. Okay. It's a really big yard. That is a really big yard. And you're doing what? I'm going to say we were playing Army. Yeah, okay. And we played Starsky and Hutch. We played a lot of different things. But at that time, I think we were playing Army. And so is this a rainy day? Are we, is it overcast? Like I'm saying, paint a picture. Take us back to the day, bro. Well, it was fall, so it probably was a little on the damp side. Overcast, cold, yeah. rainy. Yeah. And uh, Steve was off in his direction. I was in mine, and I found this little calf that had just been born. And unfortunately, she gave birth while she was cows going to creeks and going to mud and what have you. And she was in, in the creek and mud. And so here's this little baby calf stuck in mud, you know, trying to move. Mm -hmm. So how, how, how deep stuck in the mud? Are we like up to the neck? Are we just, just the hooves? His body. No, his body. Okay. His body. Half his body, all of his body? Um, I'm going to say half his body. Okay. His, his very upper part. Yeah. Although mud wasn't in the mud. Okay. Okay. But he's, he can't get out. Uh, not a chance. So how do you guys get him out? I called for Steve. I couldn't get him out. And I called for Steve. And Steve and I both were able to pull him out. Proceeded to take him up to the house and wash him off and put him in front of the furnace that was in the house. And um, <laughs> took and had to dry him off. It was cold. Yeah. And so we uh, took mom's hair dryer, which was in those days, they didn't have hair dryers like this. It was literally a machine that sat on the table and they'd sit under it. It's a bowl that sat over their head and sway that over him, blowing hot air on him, furnace, and mom walked in. <laughs> so, but she didn't get mad, you not thought, at all. I'm sure you thought you were in trouble? Mm. For a split second, in all honesty. For a split I mean, second. yeah, as soon as she walked in, we thought, oh. But once uh, she knew there was nothing bad going on. Yeah. We're just having a little calf. And so from there. Um, we saved him. Took him to the barn. Once we got him dried up and everything, took him over to the barn and... Delbert, it was a farm we lived on, but it was farmed by Delbert Gearstorff, and Delbert 
came to do the chores, and it was Delbert that night. It was either Delbert or Gary, his son. And Delbert came, and Steve and I went and told him that he's got himself a brand-new calf up there and told him the story. And He simply said, "It's your, he's your calf. <laughs> he's your calf. And we're like, well, no, you don't have to do that. You guys saved him, so. He said, you saved him? He, I wouldn't have him if you didn't save him. So. Well, so you end up with your own calf, and you had him for how long? However long it takes for a cow to get up. Old, <laughs> enough, to, old enough to be eaten. I really can't. I was a kid. Time, time when you're that age goes as uh, as uh, forever, you know. So you said that Grandpa was, was smart enough to separate him once, from you guys once emotionally. We, yeah, once we um, moved from that farm, um, Delbert's oldest son was getting out of the military and, and he was going to farm, and so we moved to another farm and we took Jeremiah with us. Um, yeah, and dad, dad was, made us, uh, cut that string and he went in with other cattle. And once he went in with other cattle, then he became a cow. When? He was no you, longer our pet. So what do you mean by that? Cause you say no longer your pet. Our, what was he, the difference? The difference was he'd play with us. We could, we so could, we'd, we'd, we'd sit and bump heads with him. Like I, like I said, Jeremiah was a bull, was a good friend. Yeah. Steve and I took that song and made, I didn't just make that, those words up. <laughs> we had created that, obviously, because that was the time when it was a hit, the yeah. song. And, but he was a, a, a cow that we could play with. Bump heads, we'd sit and bend over and he'd come up and just sit and bump heads with us. Yeah. Once he became, once he realized he was a cow because he was with other cows, then he wouldn't even come up to us. So that, that, like I said, Dad, cut that string. It wasn't like one of these videos with the lions where they release them totally in the different. wild and totally different. They recognize them years later and come right. up and hug them and nope, totally different. No, cows like oh. cows a cow. Huh? Is 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 as awesome as they can be on their lonesome. Yeah. You get them in with other cows and they're just yeah, part of the herd. A cat, a lion. Is obviously more uh, smart, more of an individual. Yeah, imagine that. No, <laughs> actual personality and what have you. Even though a cow by itself is, like I said, it can be a anything. You can make a pet. Yeah. Okay. I mean, gee whiz, people have pet possums, raccoons. True. True. Um, True. Have you seen the people with like uh, the pet wolves? Those are crazy. Or coyotes. There's one on no, Facebook I believe called it. I believe it. Natasha the Coyote. And it's this straight up wild coyote that someone found as a pup and is raising as a normal dog. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you want wild coyote around your baby? <laughs> there, was, there was one. Oh, what was it? The lady had um she lived in i want to say north carolina yeah gee whiz well it was in it was it was a raccoon actually 
Yeah. It was a raccoon. Um, somebody, some first-class derelict, at least maybe not. Maybe he was threatened by the raccoon, and he hit him with a club golfing. Oh, yeah. No, I did see that. Yeah, brain-damaged him and yeah. blinded him. Yeah. And, and so this lady saved him. Well, in North Carolina, you can't do that. You have to put him down or release. Well, she knew that the poor little fellow couldn't survive on his own, and so she, kudos to her, moved to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and then has herself a raccoon, which is now um, uh, ambassador, uh, or what do you call it, uh, for, for children and stuff, you know, oh. sick kids. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, if anything, it could probably be its own YouTube star and generate revenue in that sense. Yeah. You have a pet raccoon. God works in mysterious ways. That's all I got to say. Yeah. This is Natasha the Coyote I was telling you about. Oh. oh let me see it. You know, I might have seen this. Damn. I don't know how much of it I can show on my own, but it's pretty crazy shit. Refresh my memory. What was, uh, how did they end up with her? Well, like I said, I think it was a, a, a pup that they found. Fuck. So, yeah, here's a calico cat playing with a coyote's tail. Yeah. No, it's it's animals are like we were saying out there earlier. They have their own personalities. Look at the look at the people that have the dog that goes out and plays with this deer every day that comes into the yard. You know. Yeah. The the dog that plays with the deer. Yeah, they have a dog. She has a dog. Yeah. With the, are you talking about the one on the snow? No. It's all snowy. No. No. Okay. They're not running in green grass. Bouncing around together. I would not trust that a, a, my, a deer a, with my dog. It's a baby deer. All right. <laughs> well, you look at them and they've become friends with one another. Uh, you say that, but I'm saying there's a lot of uh, wild behavior from deers that people mistake for yeah. like, cute behavior. There's this video going around on Facebook right now where they're, uh, there's this guy uh, basically butting heads with the deer. Or the deer's you know butting heads with him. And he's like, oh, he was out there to hunt. And this deer comes up to him and is like, looks like he's trying to snuggle with him. Well, that's actually like breeding behavior. The deer's, you know, not being friendly. He's trying to engage him in a fight. <laughs> and people are like, oh, look, this deer's so friendly, butting heads with him. It's like, no, the deer's going, come on, fucker, let's go. <laughs> Mm. And uh, like they post this video, like, oh, why is this deer so friendly with this hunter? And all these hunters reply, going, that deer's not being friendly. That deer's fucking trying to fight. <laughs> Getting ready to kick his butt. Yeah. And there's another video where a dog's playing with the deer, but the deer's on ice, so it's slippery, so he can't get footing enough to do what he's trying to do, which he's trying to trample the fucking dog. Whenever you see the deer going like this, that's their. Anytime a, something comes up, they're trying to trample it. So he's okay. trying to stomp on him, and so he's going like this, and they're like, oh, how cute. They think he's, like, playing with it because right. the dog is doing the same thing. Hey, hey, hey. No, the deer just can't get his footing enough to fucking catch and stomp him. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've never had anything to do with deer, so. I... Well, sh 
I don't know, something that's Dexter behind you. No. But uh I'll show you another video if I can find it. Um oh, gee, I was just thinking of one. Um They're fun to watch. They really are. Yeah. Is this it? You say they're fun to watch. Tell me how fun this is to watch. Oh, is this a deer beating up on a dog? Oh, it has a baby deer. Uh oh. See, cats are quick and smart. Right. Cat says, fuck this noise, I'm out of here. Right? But something else doesn't. But oh, oh. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh shit, it started it over. But. Is the dog okay? Oh fuck no. Oh. I don't want to see no more. Okay. Yeah. That's what deers will do. So people think he's playing? No, he's trying to fucking trample that dog. And so they're just recording the video going, oh, how cute. They're playing. No. <laughs> so, yeah. That deer would be like that kangaroo. Or that kangaroo that was uh, beating up on this guy's dog. Mm. I think it was in Australia. And the dude or saved the dog. Yeah. He yeah. Went and punched the kangaroo in the head. <laughs> yeah. Acting like Mom and Ali. <laughs> kangaroo left. Yeah, sometimes that's all it takes. One good wallop. Yeah, well, that guy could have got his butt I was going to say, however, that guy could have been fucked But tell up. me, tell me, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to go save your dog. Yeah, I mean, if... You know what? Well, <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, there's two types of people, though. Some people would stand there and scream and watch, and then some people would go punch it. Yeah, I'm going to knock that son gun out. I mean, not trying to brag, but some people would stand outside a burning building. Some people would run in to save their turtle. Yeah. So take it away, sir, because that's a story we can tell uh, of a mutual experience that I can tell the story, but when I'm telling it, it sounds like, I'm sure it sounds like I'm blowing shit out of proportion, right? Anytime I tell it to a stranger. So you, we can put this on record that you, you were there. You got the phone call. And yeah. um, so let me start by saying it was July 5th, 2009. I'd got my first apartment of my own. And within less than a month, the day after the 4th of July, I'm smelling smoke coming into my place. And I think someone's barbecuing, whatever. I'm getting ready to hop in the shower. So I'm butt naked and all of a sudden smoke's pouring into my place because I had my windows open and a fan on. And I'm like, that doesn't smell like someone's cooking now or something's gone wrong. So I quick, I throw on a shirt and some shorts and some shoes and an overcoat for whatever reason. And I run downstairs and there's a neighbor running door to door, knocking on doors. And I'm like, what, what the, what's going on? And she, I think it was a lady. She's like, I don't know. They took off running. <clears throat> I'm like, who took off running? She's like, the people that live there. I don't know. And so I see smoke pouring out of the apartment from under me, and I know that there's fire extinguishers on the stairwell. 
So I run to grab the fire extinguisher, which I run in with, thinking I'm going to do something with it, and it doesn't even work. So I just drop the fire extinguisher, and now my next thought at this point is Tito. Tito is my ornate box turtle, a.k.a. my tortoise. And I ran upstairs to grab him. And by the time I grabbed Tito, my apartment had filled with enough smoke to where trying to walk out the front, I'm choking on smoke and I panic and I do the dumbest thing you can do and I run back to where there's no exit because it's a studio apartment with no windows other than the one next to my front door and I run back to the bathroom and I lock myself in the bathroom and I catch my breath and I don't know what the fuck to do next so I call my dad. Take it away. Well, I was tripping out. You were saying... What you... were you doing when you got the phone call? Was I mowing? I don't recall. You were naked as well. Oh. So, damn. See? I tell this story. I need I need your backup. Bro. You know what? Well, when you tell me that, I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. And you were getting in the shower. Okay. And as you told me... The phone rang, and you weren't even going to answer it because you're butt naked getting in the shower. Okay. Do you recall this? No, I don't. I remember you calling and telling me what, okay. what the uh, position you were in. And and so how'd that, how'd that phone call go, as you can remember? I, um... Funny, the traumatic they, enough experience, you'd think I'd be the one with memory issues in yeah. this event, but... No, at, at this point, I don't remember what I was doing right then. I got the call, and... I started asking you questions, and I said, "Just get out, get out." And you said, you "Can't. There's flames." And so, if I may be a little more detailed, as I recall the conversation, he answers, "I'm crying. I'm like, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm gonna die." Yeah, you were tripping out. I'm gonna die. He's like, Jess, what's going on? Jess, what do you mean? What's wrong? No, that's true. That's true. Like I said, why would I be able to remember what I was doing up to that point? Ah, uh, but so you're right. You were like, what, what do you mean? What do you, you know, you're fig trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And I'm like, my apartment's on fire. And you're like, just get out, get out. And it's at that point I opened up the door and I poke my head around the corner and I look down the hallway. It's not really a hall, but I look out to the front of my apartment where the window that I referred to, the one and only window of my apartment is shattering in front of my eyes from the heat of the flames which are now rolling up my roof sounds really dramatic because it was it looked like something out of a fucking movie so you should have took pictures of of after the um it was all over you should have took pictures of your furniture and everything wow the roof and window so the f like then you'd have proof i just watched this window like falling disintegrating as these flames were rolling up my roof and i slammed the door shut and i'm like no, Dad, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. So. That, that's when I asked you if you had anything big, heavy. And you said you did. And I said, soak yourself down and haul ass. If I remember correctly. I might have been a little more, you know. Uh, I was wearing, like, so again, you think divine intervention for whatever reason. But for whatever reason, I was wearing an overcoat. Again, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, but an overcoat of all things. And so you're like, do you have anything heavy? And I'm wearing a fucking overcoat. And you're like, jump in the shower and soak yourself head to toe. Correct. So I did. 
And that's when he told me. And you grab Tito and you split. Run. And it worked. So I am leaving out the apartment with my overcoat over my face and I have Tito tucked into it. And I can just see flames at my feet as I'm running through the entrance of my doorway. First, I run into all my furniture because I can't see where I'm going. And I run into my furniture and I'm like flipping furniture out of my way. Or at least that's what it felt like. But when we go back in and looked at my apartment, like my furniture was still, it was, it was shoved over, but it wasn't flipped over like I thought. No. <laughs> so it feels like I'm like, oh, flipping furniture. And then, um, and it feels like I'm running through flames. But either way, I get out the front door and the paramedics are like, did you breathe in? Because if I would have inhaled... They're like, if you inhale a flame, your lungs will collapse. So they're trying to take me to the hospital. And I'm like, fuck you. I know how much an ambulance is. <laughs> so then you showed up and yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, that was a crazy time. You did not have as much insight into that story as I hoped you would. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I could have brought the article. I still have that... Uh... This isn't show and tell, bro. This is a podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's okay. talk. Yeah, yeah. Talk about it. All right. So your grandma and grandpa don't want to stay up here. I don't know what's up with that. Probably because they're, they're leaning forward and, yeah, feel like that. So tell us about them. This is... Well, um, John Cope and Doris Cope. Doris Miller Cope and John Cope. John and Doris Miller Cope. And they were your grandparents in Iowa. Yes, they were. They're good. Yep. Great-grandparents. Not great-grandparents, but they great were awesome. Great. Your great-grandparents, yeah. they were awesome grandparents. Well, are we being 100% honest there? Yes. <laughs> what about your grandma, bro? She was, um, did the best she could. I've come to realize that uh, okay. she did the very best she could, confused as she was. Who did she give all of her money to? Um, sure, if she had it to do over again and she knows what she knows, she wouldn't have done that. Jim Baker. Uh, Baker, okay. Because yeah. who's the – there's a guy around here that I, I've heard, been hearing a lot about. Um, uh, Einstein or Einstein, whatever. With he's got – Joel. No, Olstein's in Houston. Okay. Um, this guy's got – here, I'll try to find it. He's got land over in um, just north of Fort Worth. Fuck, what is his name? You'll recognize it, I swear, when I pull it up. But so who is Jim Baker? PTL. PTL. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's a... Jim, Jim and Tammy Baker. Tammy Faye. Yeah, they were evangel... He was an evangelist and... Got very, very rich. Yeah. Off of innocent people like my grandma. Um, she totally believed that what she was doing was right. So I have no doubt. You know, like I said, she did the best she could. And he did the best he could at ripping people off. And he did very good at it. Would I be accurate in saying that you didn't think she was the nicest lady growing up? Um... Uh, I guess probably. I don't know why I get, getting you to speak honestly about your grandma's like pulling teeth. I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm being totally honest. All Just right. because I felt 
a certain way when I was a certain age. Um, I'd like to think anyway. I could be wrong, but I'd like to think that I'm a little wiser today than I was then. And uh, I'm looking at more of the big picture. And she did the very best she could. You don't you don't make your grandchildren. Um, we'd go get grandpa and grandma every Sunday. Yeah. Dad would make fried chicken. Um, I believe probably fried chicken because well we lived on the farm. We had chickens, and it was probably fairly inexpensive. I don't recall, you know, what the reason would be, but Dad made killer fried chicken, and kind of resembles babes, in all honesty. Kid you not. And um, Grandma, in turn, would make dessert. So Tom would get his own coconut cream pie. Steve would get his own chocolate pie. That's pretty cool. I'd get my own pumpkin pie, and then she had pie for everybody else. You know, and yeah, she was she was she did the best she could. Okay. Again, you got to look at the big picture. Uh, something that when you're younger, you, for whatever reason, not able to do. At least I wasn't. There's a lot of young people today that I watch, and it's like they got it together. I try. Uh, yeah. Just. Keep the, uh, what do you call it, doors open. Doors of perception. Yeah. That's how the doors got their name. You know that, right? Is it? Acid. I did not know that. Yeah, because that's what it does. It's a famous quote by some dude who used to do LSD a bunch uh -huh. about keeping open your doors of perception. No, okay. I don't know. I'm, see, now I'm fucking it up, and there's going to be people screaming at me, but it's a rumor, too, that they got their name from that, I think. I don't know that it's... Well, verified. I don't know. Sure, don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was Aldous Huxley. There's a philosophy book, The Doors of Perception, in 1954. And yeah, it's it's rumored that that's uh, okay. Oh, it's actually it details his experience in taking mescaline. Which mescaline was a psychedelic in its own. So, so trip that took place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mescaline okay. trip. Well, I'm trying to remember the fucking guy's name, though, and I couldn't find the airport. But there's a guy around here, I guess, that they, uh, people got an issue with because he's an evangel evangelist. That's. Evangelist. Evangelist. Evangelical. I'm mixing those two words. Um, that's a religion in some people's eyes evangelical isn't it I think just being being evangelical is the property of being an evangelist I don't fucking know that <laughs> I think if you're an evangelist you're evangelical okay right makes sense I am not an expert makes sense to me alright I'm game alright you're game um Who's David Koresh? Where's that name come from? That guy's from that's Waco. Oh, <laughs> so I'm way off on that one, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's Waco. That's where our that's the guy that. Um, and I don't know the facts on that as well. Maybe if I just type in Fort Worth evangelist. But our government got a little aggressive with uh, David Koresh, I guess. Uh oh, I don't know, Dad. So your 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 regret last time was that you got too political. Do we really want to go down the Waco rabbit hole? No. <laughs> I said I don't know 
Oh well. About that, I just you think is. you think the government got too aggressive though. It's well, a crazy story. I mean, it is. It, either way, whichever side you're on, it's strange from both sides. What's crazy is you know that that's what spawned Timothy McVeigh, right? Yeah, supposedly, yeah. So I watched the whole documentary on it where Timothy McVeigh was already anti-government prior to that. And so he caught on to the whole Waco thing and he drove down there and was basically selling bumper stickers from his car from the perimeter because he was such a fan of what Crush was doing. So he was there like watching live as that all occurred and already had this bias. So when that happened, then supposedly that's what, you know, straw that broke the camel's back yeah he but handled I mean, it very poorly i might add either way with koresh i mean one thing that you can say is it was a cold he was having sex with everybody mm-hmm. so that's my understanding as well yeah yeah it was um i'm not i don't know that much about it all i remember is uh the government going in and burning them down you know yeah i remember it happening and i remember it was it was a bummer well see and that's 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 where it's um that's where like i hate to go there but like 9-11 that's where the official story contradicts with what a lot of people claim because like you just said they went in and burned it down well the official story is that they burned themselves down yeah. So if you watch the video, they try to point out where you can see, oh, like they started the fire themselves. Yet, then there's other videos which contradict that. So it's you know it's one of those things where well, whose story do you take? Right? Bingo. And unfortunately, unless you're right there in the heat of the moment and who's to say? witnessing it, you don't know. Um, yeah. All I know is if our government was a little more trustworthy. Maybe you wouldn't have all these conspiracy theories, so to speak. That's a good way of putting it. You know, but we can't trust our government, so... Amen. That's actually a really brilliant way of saying that you, you're you not saying you believe in the conspiracies, but you're not discrediting them. Because you're saying you can't trust the fucking government either. I wasn't there. That's all I'm saying. All I'll say, and I'll go on record as saying this, I'll come out of the closet and say... I don't know, I'm not claiming that our government perpetrated 9-11, but I don't accept the official story. Nor do I. And when I watched something, you know, again recently where it's talking about the buildings falling at free fall speed, that alone should be the evidence that, if anything, just makes people question. If anything just makes people question the official story, not going down the rabbit hole of the government did this or Bush perpetrated that or they knew beforehand or thermite explosives. Like, I don't know what happened. But what I do know is that if those buildings collapsed because of a fire that came from the top floor, from jet fuel, from the aircraft, it wouldn't have fallen at free fall speed. It would not have fallen in its own footprint at the same rate that, you know, if you would have dropped a bowling ball from the I same a, height. I have a hard time believing that myself. Building then, 7, Building 7, for anybody that has any... Uh, thank you. If there's anybody that's 
totally sold on the fact that what our government tells us is the truth, then all I ask is that person look up Building 7. And once you find out about Building 7, then you can't help but have questions in regards to what you're being told by the government. You, sh I mean, I don't see how you can't at least say yeah. what the fuck. Yeah, you're gonna. When you yeah. have a building that wasn't touched, wasn't touched by an aircraft, had build had had fires burning on two floors supposedly, but then fell at free fall speed. Well, and the fire department had those fires under control. Under control. And yet the building fell at free fall speed. And they made the fire department, the firemen leave, and the building fell. Collapsed. So, again, for those that totally believe they're being told the truth by the government, all I say is just look up Building 7 and leave it at that. Leave it at that. I'm not going to be able to explain it to you. I wasn't there. But if you don't you have look up Building 7 and you're going to go, whoa. And if you don't, then I guess it's not worth having then a you're conversation. Not, you don't care. Yeah. Then you don't care. So, so I'll, I'll get off that high horse, but yeah, I, I'll come out of the closet there. Cause I, man, when I worked at Charter, there was this guy. I won't name names, but he was kind of a kook. And if anyone hears this who worked with me, they'll know who I'm talking about. He was a very much a kook. However, I related to this guy in a way that no one else did because I saw that he didn't take just things at face value and so he was way down the rabbit hole of like satellites don't exist flat earth you know shit like that okay but where everyone was like he's a crazy motherfucker i was like yeah he might be but i appreciate that he questions you know he doesn't he's he, i don't know yeah i work with a guy just, I like people like that justin says that there's uh, actually some flat earthers out there Flat earthers? Yeah, people that believe the earth is flat and they're out to prove it. Yeah, you don't know this? Oh, I found out from him. Bro, it's called Flat Earth Society. Okay, well, they they have themselves a real crazy gig going there because they want to start a show from what he says, uh, like a reality show kind of crap. That show will go forever because they're never <laughs> going to find the end of the earth. No. Uh, so B.O.B. is a rapper who he first got... Uh, the notoriety for being a flat earther because he came out on Twitter and put it all out on blast. So we got all this shit for it. Like him and Bill Nye got into a Twitter feud or whatever, or Neil deGrasse Tyson, maybe one of those scientists. But anyways, so that started like that really kind of sparked this movement because there were already idiots saying, ah, oh, the earth is flat. Sorry. But if you think there's flat, you're an idiot. And there were already people saying that. And then he'd, did it publicly and it started this flatter society. And so he now has come out and said he wants to fund his own space program to send a rocket up into space to prove the earth is flat. So every scientist on earth is going, go for it. <laughs> Fucking please yeah, yeah, prove yeah. us right. <laughs> I'll have to agree. If but you, you believe it's flat, flat, you're an idiot. He's doing a GoFundMe to do it. And it's like, first of all, B.O.B., I know you got enough money to build a fucking rocket to get a camera up into orbit. Like, that's all he's trying to do. Not trying to send a human up there. You're just trying to shoot a camera up there. I know he's got enough money for that. So when he starts a GoFundMe for it, that's when I know you're full of shit. Because I'm like, wait, you're not even willing to put your own money behind your mouth? You know? I know you got millions of dollars, and yet you're not willing to pay for this rocket? Then fuck you. Then you must not be, you know? It's a gimmick. It's got to be. 
Yeah, that one's yeah. That's probably the, exactly gimmick. But I have Facebook friends that are really believe theirs is flat. Well, I don't doubt it. There's, and what sucks is they're able to vote. <laughs> but that being said, yeah. I mean, in all honesty, you should have to take some kind of an IQ test. Even worse, they're the ones having kids. Yeah. Those are the ones yeah. reproducing. Okay, for both, for voting and having kids, you should have to be uh, pass some kind of a, a, a mental mental evaluation. Test. Yeah. We talked about this last time, though, about like I, I'm enough said there. Eugenics, because that's yeah, that's where you start getting down a slippery slope of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I shit, I say. Oh man, I'm sure you've seen the meme going on Facebook after the whole Tide Pod challenge, where it's, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's got a picture of, you know the tool for stretching the rubber band for bowls to castrate them? Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. There's this, these metal pliers, and what they actually do though is when you clamp down on them, they stretch out a rubber band, essentially, that you put over a bull's cock. Right? That castrates them. Is it his cock or his balls? Balls. Balls. Okay. They, they leave the dick. Duh. Mm -hmm. Duh. That shows how much I know about farming or castrating. So they're saying that, yeah, they should make that the next challenge. Hey, kids, put a rubber band around your nutsack. See how that works for you. No, it's a little harsh. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's a little harsh. Um, you know, you can get yourself. It, it can be fixed both ways. Mm. Fixed where you don't, uh, they say fixed, I call it broke. Be so broke to where you don't have kids and then um, you always get that reversed. You know, my brother Bob did it. He had two kids after that. My sister Julie, her husband Stan did it and they had twins after that. So, you know, you can get that done. Yeah. I'll leave that at that as well. It's, um, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna go any further there. <laughs> I've got, I got my, what makes sense, but nope, I'm not going there. He's got his nuts cut, is what he's trying to say, folks. But he's too shy to say. It's adorable, really. So how did I come from your nuts? That's the question. Mister drinking wine on camera, saying shit, fuck, piss, cunt, and then I'm sitting across from my father who won't even say nuts. <laughs> not sure enough said okay I know you did because I remember but I remember <laughs> I don't know I'm just saying there's a lot of Leave it at that do you think it's uh, nature versus nurture I think it was the way I was raised versus uh, versus my genetic nature you know what I mean um or were you more this way when you were my age than you like to admit? No, I was not. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of, uh, I was always, at least I always wanted to be. There was plenty of times in my past that I wasn't as, as successful as being like this gentleman right here. That was always my goal. Because he was uh, a sweetheart of a person. And always thought of others and never said anything bad about anybody. So take us back to Iowa and tell us more about Henry Cope. What's his middle name? 
Eugene? Henry. Who? Or, no, Henry's... Fuck. Okay. John? Damn, that's my bad. I was just talking about my oh, mom's no, dad. Yeah, it's your mom's yeah. mom dad. Henry Sorry. Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, John... He's a sweetheart. In his own way. John Cope. No middle name. No middle name. No. Where am I getting Eugene from? Mm. Eugene's in our family somewhere. Oh, mom will tell me later. Yeah. Ask your mom shit. Okay. So John Cope, no middle name. No middle name. What made him the epitome of what a good person was to you? He was. He was. Uh, Go ahead. He was. He was um, just always a good guy. Um, to us. Um, you know, there's the story to where the story story where where uh, Dad made Tom, Steve, and I run home um, because Grandpa sided with us and didn't want the yard mowed. And yeah, he just didn't. You know, he didn't. It, anyway, he was just a good guy, um, and that's he was just a kind person. And the stories that my mom told me about before we were born, you know, like. Um, well, in her whole life, she said the only bad thing he ever said about anybody was that his father-in-law was the dumbest SOB that he ever knew. Did and he say SOB or did he say son of a bitch? I'd be willing to bet he said son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> but, um, and and he was, mom, I mean, it was it was true. He was the town drunk, and yeah. Oh. I mean, when my mom would see him coming, she'd run and hide. Oh. That was her grandpa. But, you know, you walk down Main Street with wet pants, so. Oh. Yeah. But right. grandpa never, yeah, he took care of his mom all the way up to the end, and um, he was he was just a good, good person, very good person. Oh, he's awesome to us. As far as his grandkids, my brothers and sisters and I. So, yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, I was. Uh, it was a goal to be like him. Um, matter of fact, when I was, I don't know how old I was. Um, fifteen. I think it was fifteen. Before my driver's license. Um. Came close to uh, doing the naughty with a girl. Oh, God, yes. I'm glad you brought this up because I remember this story and I've thought about it, but I didn't. Okay, sorry. Uh, bottom line is... is uh, By the way, sorry to interrupt, but going back to what I was just referring to, how did I come from your nuts? Because when you tell this story, this is one of those essential stories where I go, and you're my father? <laughs> okay, sorry, but go. And by the way, it's adorable. It's anyway, anyway, um, at a certain point, I realized that I was being. No, 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 no. Start over. No, I'm not going to get nitty gritty. Come on. No. Why? Because. Then what the fuck are you here for? Well, I'm telling a story. You don't got to name names, but. I'm not naming names. I'm not. I, I said I came close. That being said. <sighs> I got myself up and dressed and ran home and started praying to God and Grandpa to please forgive me. 
<laughs> oh, Grandpa, because he had just passed away. Probably, I mean, within months, you know. Mm. I'm going to have to let you take over here for a few. Got to go pee. I got to drain my radiator. Go for it, bro. Then I got to go, too. So, I'm annoyed as fuck that he won't tell the nitty-gritty. Not that there's much nitty-gritty to tell other than that. But as I understood it, it was his girlfriend at the time. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't, he says. <laughs> That's even better. I don't know the details. I was young when he first told me the story. It's probably the only time he told me the story. Where he got into the position where he was going to have sex. And in, before he could have sex... And even to this day, as I get older, I question him about this story. Because I'm like, really, dude? Not even a tip? He didn't even just teat? Not nothing. He puts on his clothes and he runs home. And he gets out his Bible and he starts praying. If you're a Bible thumper, no offense. But if you're a, if you're a Christian, that story might make sense to you. But this kid, as far as I know, wasn't raised in a Christian Catholic household. I know my grandma was kind of non-denominational and um, it's just, I mean, in all honesty, at that age, I probably wasn't that far off behavior wise. No thanks to him. So I guess the question is less of how did I come from his genes for a more correct term, um, for a more proper term, and more how... Did I get lost along the way? <laughs> because at a young age, I definitely would have been just as shy. Um, I know having him as a father definitely had an impression on how little game I have with women. So it's it's been something I've had to try to overcome, if anything fucking handicapped me the sex talk mom though thanks mom <laughs> okay so I can't just tease it like that so when I was shit maybe seven or eight eight or nine I was definitely under ten years old definitely still single digits when my mom rolled a condom over her big toe and explained to me what they were for. And, uh, <laughs> it was all because I found some, uh, some pornographic material. So she had to explain to me what it was that I was questioning her about. So I'm trying to figure out where in my lifetime I got lost along the way. Cause I was thinking, you know, at your age, I probably would have been similarly uh, uncomfortable with the situation. Shy, I guess, for lack of better words. You okay? I'm hard time more than I'm getting a wheel over. <laughs> but somewhere along the way, I clearly lost that. So. <clears throat> well. Well. It's just something that. Uh, something that um I've never been good talking about sex 
Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. I feel like I hit a jack. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I hit the jackpot here. I'm gonna say this, and I'm not gonna go into the story. Okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to get your mom to laugh. Okay. Ask me. Ask me um, what I think about sex. Go ahead. Okay, first, speak. I'm talking into it. Speaking into my. I can hear myself. Go ahead. Ask me. What do you think about sex? It's bad. (laughs) Is that your literal response? It was. And now we're going to leave it at that. And your mom can pick it up and tell you the story. (laughs) Well, so that's why I say. I don't know. I don't know, folks. I don't know how this is my father. I was a, I was a, um, more often than not, I'm convinced I was mentally challenged. Probably still am. A lot of people would agree with that. Well, okay. I mean, dude, you brought it up, so let's go there. What? Learning disabilities. I don't think you were mentally challenged by any means, but you were a farm kid of a family of how many kids? So... I mean, not, not, not slinging blame on grandma or grandpa, but also with a father that was absent how much of your childhood, not by his own fault, but because he was in a war. That was our government's fault, yeah. So I would say, considering all things, and, and fuck, getting your public education from rural Iowa, right? No offense, Iowa, but I don't know how good your education system was back then. Oh, a lot better than it is today. Okay. They actually taught us about history and um, home ec. Well, so as far as I know, as far as I'm concerned, hopefully you'll take this as a compliment. You're a very smart guy. Um, Clearly intelligent, and I don't think mom would argue that. Um, But she's the one that explained to me that in school, you had developmental issues in terms of spelling. And that's where this article that Grandma shared with me is hilarious. we got to tell this story. we got to get your side of the story. You know where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> okay, well. Is it stereo? Take, no. it, take it away. Yeah. I know you don't want to tell a story, but dude. That's what we're here for. when I got, okay, I was, uh, I wasn't totally stupid, but I was able to put my own eight track in my car and, uh, I traded my 71 Mercury Comet in for a 79 Mustang when they came out with that new model. Mm. They went for the new model. And, uh, anyway, yeah, they told me when I traded it in that, uh, you know, you take your, take your stereo out of your car and but they told you that yeah because they were just gonna auction it oh, off so you fucking know that they knew it was you then no 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 it got auctioned off to another car lot oh okay where i traded it in at okay auctioned they it. told me okay actually brown and brown chevrolet in mace arizona okay sorry and um which so it's like no i was so thrilled with this car and i don't need no radio you know <laughs> All I have is all my eight tracks and, you know, 
Um, but anyway, bottom line is I had the car and I didn't have my eight tracks to listen to. And one night I'm driving down, it was on country club and I see my car on the side of the road and I always kept the key to all my cars. Well, that was my first car. So I started at that point <laughs> and I kept a key after that. I kept all my keys as well. But anyway, do you um, still have them? Do you still have a, a key to every car you ever owned? No. I still have that Comet key. Okay. But anyway, um, LTD, I still have that. But anyway, um, I had my key, so all I had to do was go, and I put the stereo in so I knew how to get it out lickety-split. And so unlocked the door, took my stereo, done. And I kept it for, I'm going to say two days. And uh, I was being haunted day in and day out. <laughs> anyway, I wrote this letter, which was absolutely pathetic. Spelling was horrendous. And uh, took the stereo back, unlocked the car, set it on the seat with the note, explaining that, sorry I took stereo. I would have put it back. I mean, it was a lot more than this, but... Basically said, I would have put it back, but if I'd have got caught, they would have never believed I was putting it back in the car. <laughs> they would have thought I was, it was stealing lot, it. It was a lot more. Yeah, it was a lot more to the note than that. But anyway. Um, oh, don't worry. We'll your, see. Your mom and I worked at uh, the newspaper, and we're sitting there, and here's this car dealer um, sitting there with the stereo that I put back in the car and um, just said this is the first you know thief brought the stereo back and the newspaper guy asked him um, something to the effect of what would you do if he came up and introduced himself or something of that nature and he said I'd ask him to put it back in <laughs> you know? at least do the work that you yeah. Did to take it out. But yeah, it was an uh, un un unusual thing, I guess, to have a thief bring the property back. And so he called the newspaper to tell the story. Well, so point of, point of me bringing up that story. Why, do you have the note? Point of me bringing up that story, hold on, is that, like I said, I think you're an intelligent guy. Or the clearly. Article. I don't think you're a dumbass. But. Well, that was a dumbass to do that. Your spelling wasn't the bright brightest, obviously. Oh, no, it's horrible. <laughs> But that's where reading is, is, is a very, but you read more tool. than I do. I know now I do. My spelling's not near as bad as it used to be. Oh, uh, okay. How much did you read when you were, you know, growing up? Never. Really? Yeah. I read the winning edge by Don Shula and I don't read at all except for shit on the internet. I think that was the only book I'd ever read up until, you know, no, I was, I was lousy. School bored me. It was horrible. So you got the note, huh? Who, your grandma Mitchell? Hang on. No, mom. <laughs> oh, mom has it. Yep. Your mom. Yep. I'll be danged. I know. So I didn't want us to just be sitting here staring at the screen. It's not very good well, podcast this is, either. This is funny because this backs up my story. I always tell people the story and they're probably like, who's that? That bull crap. Yeah, here's the car dealer. Thief returns stereo. Yep. <laughs> 
Oh no, boy, it's bad, wasn't it? Let me see how bad it was. Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. So what year was this? In your memory. In my memory, I'm going to go 1980. 80, 81. 80, 81? Yep. If my computer wasn't so fucking slow. Are you going to be able to tell what year it was? Jesse Lowe needs to upgrade his system. Yeah, we should be able to. No. It's all cut off. It's just the article. All right. I'll be damned. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, if you're listening to the podcast version, please check me out on YouTube. <laughs> uh, don't have a handle yet, but just look up Jesse Lone on YouTube and you'll see. And what we got here is the actual article itself. It says... I remember them exaggerating how much the stereo was worth. Oh, did they? I, I think so. Okay. Well, it says... A thief's conscience apparently got the best of him and convinced him to return a $200 radio tape deck he had taken from a 1973 Comet. So how much was it worth? It was a 71 Comet. 71 Comet? And how much was the tape deck worth? Uh, I don't know. Probably 100 bucks. Okay. It took him just a few minutes to steal the stereo unit from the dark green car, <laughs> but he returned it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't know. You don't gotta. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it. I want to get your reaction. Scoot your ass back. Scoot your ass back where you were, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Okay. It took him just a few minutes to steal the stereo unit from the dark green car, but he returned it before dawn Tuesday and left the undamaged radio. Ooh. Fuck. Me and my pictures. This is the last time I do pictures. Okay. Starting over again. Sorry, folks. It took him just a few minutes to steal the stereo unit from the dark green car, but he returned it before dawn Tuesday and left the undamaged radio, dot, 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 with a note of apology on the seat. Chuck Duncan, co-owner of Arizona Car Company, 1001 South Country Club Drive, said one of his employees found the radio and the note when the business opened Tuesday. Quote, whoever did it was careful. Duncan said, like, they're trying to cover their ass too. Like, by the way, you can't just break into our car lot and <laughs> like, like nobody can break into just any car, by the way. <laughs> so they're like, he was very careful. Yeah. <laughs> whoever, uh, whoever did it was very careful. Duncan said, they just cut the four wires, unscrewed four little bolts and walked out with it. But he apparently had second thoughts and brought it back. Unquote. In the note, the thief <laughs> okay in the note the thief hyphen who probably failed spelling hyphen yeah exactly apologized for taking the radio and for not putting it back on the dashboard now this is the the note you left quote here is the tape player i stole from you last night unquote the note began please accept my apologies <laughs> Apologies is spelled. Hey, let's not get technical. <laughs> Just say it's misspelled. It's spelled. Get real. Come on. I it's really spelled. Am, I really am sorry for causing you. O p a l l e g y s. 
and quote, I am really sorry for causing you any trouble and for what I have done. I would have put it in for you, but I don't think anybody would believe me if I got caught. I am deeply sorry and please forgive me. It's not hurt in any way. Sorry, by the way. Hurt. Hurt is spelled (laughs) (laughs) H-E-R-T. Yeah. Is that where it ends? The note was signed. Me. Oh, it doesn't say what he said if I... Duncan said if he were to meet the person, he'd probably laugh at the guy for being honest enough to bring it back. Quote. Then I'd ask him to put it back in. <coughs> Look at that stereo that Jen quote. That's an eight track. Yep. <laughs> and there's the picture of Chuck Duncan holding the stereo. A two hundred dollar stereo. No. Yeah. Which you got for a hundred, so you got a hell of a deal. I think I got it better than that. So again, what did a pawn shop? Now, if we want to go back, and we will. And question, how did I come from you? Or where did I get lost along the way? Because I definitely would not have taken that stereo back. Yeah. I'm sure you would have had a um, conscience would have bothered you for it. And that's what's important. With that, so I have to go to the restroom. Okay. I assume you're not going to have anything off the top of your head to talk about for the time that I'm gone. No. So... Talk about this beautiful lady, Miss Franny, and then yeah. uh, tell us, tell us where your wife's at right now, and I'll um, say a little prayer while I'm out there. No, she's back in Colorado visiting her. She's uh, yeah. Don't start that. Tell tell a beautiful story about Franny. Let's commemorate her. I'll tell the Don and I had gone out for Don and you. I'm sorry, Penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Penny and I had gone out. Um, probably about a year and a half, two years, about two years actually, before I asked her to marry me. And when I asked Miss Franny for her hand, she said, it's about time. Uh, Yeah, she's an awesome lady. Very, very sweet lady. And I'm obviously not cut out to be a uh, podcast slash DJ. But, no, I've been lucky, Jess. What are you talking about? I suck. Sitting here by myself. Yeah, well, why aren't you talking about Franny? I did. I already told a story. <clears throat> yeah, I was gone three seconds. I just told a story about when I asked her for Penny's hand in marriage. Well, that I was um, okay. She was. Thanks for buying me some time, bro. One of my best card players, actually. We, her, and I used to play the hell out of cards. Um, she'd win it all the time. Pam would get upset. Because <laughs> Franny cheat. Pam? Like Pen. Oh. Would get upset because Franny cheat. Quit cheating. It's like, ah, it's okay. She can win. No big deal. She's just an old lady. Nice, sweet old lady. Yeah. 
God yeah. bless her. Sarah loved the shit out of Franny. That was my high school girlfriend. She thought she was a sassy old lady, and she loved her. She was. That was when she would tell us what was what. Yep. Franny would tell you what is what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say that's when, but that was always. Yeah. Yeah. Spoke her mind. And um, where is she now? Uh, in Colorado, really. She's at the nursing home. She's at the nursing home in Greeley. So, it's, uh, that's where Penny's at now. Her and Vic went up this morning to go see her. And hopefully, uh, I'm talking into it. I'm yeah, but you keep moving your fucking head. It's got to, you got to talk into it. Right. <laughs> well, what, this doesn't work or this doesn't work? It sounds the same to me. It actually doesn't. Okay. Yeah. So if I talk into it, I can take these off? Okay. Anyway. No. It's been good so far. Don't start irritating me now. Okay. Look at Dexter. Tell me they don't have their own personality. Well, I thought you'd have more to say, but let's move on. Um... Right now, Franny's uh... Franny's not doing well. Franny's no. got Parkinson's. Franny's fucking dying. Yeah. Uh, I'll say what he doesn't. Sorry, I'm not trying to sound insensitive to anyone who may listen to this who's uh, personally attached, but I'll go ahead and fucking tell it like it is if he won't. Franny's got Parkinson's disease. She's had it for how long? 25 years. As long as I've known her. Longer than I've known her. Because mm -hmm. I've only known her how much of my life since I was... Six. Six or seven. Six. So in speaking matter-of-factly about this, I don't mean to seem insensitive. I'm just trying to tell the story that needs to be, that deserves to be told um, without getting too emotional about it. So she's had Parkinson's for 25 years. And when I met Franny, she was... Spunky. Spunky, to say the least. She'd drive the... She, she, she was Steve McQueen behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> Scared the living crap out of you. Franny was <laughs> never anything but generous to me and my brother both, who were her step-grandchildren. So really, she, I mean, had no obligation for a lot, you know but she treated us just the same as any of the others. She, if I'm being honest, very much like my stepmom Penny, I don't think she really liked me. <laughs> like my personality wise, at least not a lot of me. Cause in large doses, I can get old, quick. <laughs> and I got the feeling in Franny's presence that and for good reason, she was like, oh my God, this fucking kid. <laughs> but bless her heart, she was always such a sweetheart to us. And um, as time went on, Franny, like any old person does, progressed into... It, it, with older folks, it seems like they 
go back to being a child, right? Parkinson's or not, I mean, when you get older, it seems like you go backwards to that, right? Unfortunately, it would appear that way, yeah. It's too bad. And so it got more and more that way. Yeah. Until it got to where it was um, out of our control. Yeah. That's true. She had to go in a home, which was something that I... None of us were ever going to let happen. So, and that's kind of what I want to touch no on. Control. And why, why is that? We don't have the capabilities to be able to take care of her needs. Lost that a long time ago. Um, you know. Because currently she's what? Morphine and what else? Morphine. Is that it? She's just on morphine right now, right? But yeah, for how many, how many years? What else? I mean... Oh, the the pills that she was taking, that wasn't an issue. Uh, we were able to do that, but... But, like, she's an I IV now. That's been more than a few times that they've had to do that. No, this is actually the first time they've had to do the IV. They, oh, really? Supposedly they couldn't do it before. Yeah. But now they all of a sudden can. That's kind of a head-scratcher. Uh, you know, they don't call it practicing medicine for nothing. Yeah. Um, but now she... Um, She's just hasn't been able to take care of herself in a long time, for a long time, and um, needs to have the equipment to be able to... The equipment available to sustain her life uh, well, no, yeah, for but better Give her baths and things like that, because... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, when... I say that my grandma's in a home, people think like, I know so many people who think the same way that we used to think, which is I would never let that happen. Cause that was our mentality. Cause that was never gonna happen. And then she, one night fell, broke her arm. Yeah, that was, that was a crazy night. Cause that was, she was at our place and Penny and I would let her have our bed and we'd sleep upstairs because that was a main floor. She couldn't do stairs. And um, remember telling Kai, keep an eye on Franny, let us know if she gets up. That's why I put Franny down. And, and Kiowa was our, our quiche hound, our dog, yeah. full-bred yep. quiche hound, which we'd had for she was her a, whole life. Yep, sweetheart. Anyway, we were sleeping, and Kai comes up and jumps on the bed and acting like she really has to go to the bathroom. Saying, hey. That's our guess. Uh, because it was enough to wake us up and what do you need? What's wrong? You know, and all of a sudden we heard boom downstairs and Penn's like, what was that? I was like, Franny. So we headed downstairs and yeah, Franny got out of, out of bed and, and fallen and broke her arm. So fucking Kiowa, man. That's God. Love them. Fucking pets. All right, we believe Kai, um, you know, a person can say I'm I'm being stupid, but uh, yeah, from she was letting us know Franny was up. I believe that. I believe that. Kaiwa was a smart fucking dog. Mm -hmm. Just like the night she pointed to her treats, you know. <laughs> 
okay, way to take a really depressing story and then take a really fucking far left turn into people aren't going to know what you're referring to. So, Guys' treats were kept in a pantry cabinet. Top shelf. In the kitchen. And she's sitting over there and she barked a couple times and we looked over and we're like, what? And she went with her paw. (laughs) And that's where the treats were. Hey, over there. And it's like, I looked at Penny and I go, ain't nobody ever going to frickin' believe that. (laughs) I didn't say frickin'. She pointed with her paw, hey, come on, man, hook it up. She did, I, think, I, I think I gave her like three for that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> well, uh, so Fanny, Franny fell. Mm-hmm. Yep. She hurt herself. It wasn't shortly after that she went back into a home. Or she not back into a home, but she went into a home for the first time. And then from there, it's just been basically, like we said, sustaining life. So yeah. when I said say a prayer, I hate to say it, but I'll publicly say it. Because, dude, prayer, I believe in the power of prayer. I don't, I'm not a Christian, saved, Jesus, my Lord and Savior. I'm not going all that far. But I believe in the power of prayer. And I believe in the more people that express their intent and their energy, things can change. And... um just asking anyone out there who's watching this to please say a prayer have mercy for Show mercy yeah god have mercy man oh yeah she um she it's, gets bed sores now and yeah they're i didn't really i've never seen a bed sore in my life um they're very wicked you know i went and saw her this is, uh, I mean, as confessional as anything, any of the other <clears throat> stupid stories I ever told, but I was in Colorado for the last however many months, over half a year, and I didn't go see Franny because when I last saw her about two years ago, <clears throat> she was unresponsive. It was like visiting a corpse. I hate to say it, but not... fucked with me I mean not <laughs> it's funny cause talking to a friend who if she hears this she'll know what I'm talking about I was trying to explain my podcast to her and she's like oh so it's like a white privilege podcast you know and you talk about all the problems that white people have which is true <laughs> but it's um, it was a really real moment I had when I saw her laying there and there was nothing I could fucking do and there was a lot of things that I thought that I would like to do to help but it's so what do you think of that I mean this medical <coughs> system I mean are we helping her or are we just keeping her alive right now they cannot help Franny um, so then just it's just sustain make sure she's not in pain that's the only that's my request and I know that's Penny's and I know that's Miss Vicks and Paula's and I'd like to thank anybody for that matter um, because there's there is no you know getting better um, 
At this point, there literally isn't. I mean, there's no recovery from where she is. No, she weighs the, the 70, least. 76 pounds, I think it was. <sighs> no, she's just in misery. And, you know, it's... Um, so it's not even sustaining. It's not even that we're trying to keep her alive. No, no. It's just... So she's why the fuck is she still living? I That's... I don't have an answer for that. I hate to say it like this. Because it um, sounds cold. Am I wrong? You think there's people, like if a stranger saw this, they're going to think, oh, it's fuck. But how how why? Why? how could you in good conscience want a person to survive like that? I don't know why you would. I don't think there anybody is. Um, but, you know, it's... So what? <clears throat> how? That's up to our Heavenly Father. <laughs> Huh. You said power of prayer. <coughs> How do you know it's not our Heavenly Mother? Heavenly Mother. Creator. Heavenly Creator. There you go. I like that. Well, that took a really depressing turn. I didn't mean for yeah. that to happen. Yeah. We don't need to do that. And not a depressing turn. No, it's... She was a very, 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 very fun person. That's real life is what that is. Yep. And you know what, folks? I hope this brings some awareness to Parkinson's. Yeah. And it's like the podcast I do with my friend Dylan. Yeah. And and you're talking about his, you know, cerebral palsy, which I apparently was ignorant as fuck about. And you know, uh, Parkinson's Is Dylan Dylan able to do C B D oil? Oh yeah. Dude, he he's in Colorado. He does way more I know, than C B D oil. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't worry. Dylan's doing all right. I mean, Dylan's Dylan's doing as good as Dylan can do. You know what I mean? Right. Which is why I was talking to him and I was like, why do you live in Colorado? Well, this is before California went recreational. So I don't know. Maybe he'll consider moving out to California because that's where his family's at. But I could see why he would stick in Colorado because recreationally – you know, he doesn't even need a medical license to get everything which he deserves and he should be entitled to to fucking treat his pain and his condition. Right. What I didn't know about cerebral palsy, would, if you didn't see that podcast and what I – if you don't know what I would want people to know that I didn't know is that it – I thought it crippled you to the point that like – how to say this? Um, that it made – obviously it makes movement harder, but I thought because of that, you wouldn't want to move as much. But as he described it to me, because of the muscular you know, dystrophy, you're, you want to move more. And so what he has to do is constantly be working out, which explains why his upper body, by the way – I wish I could have got him to take his shirt off on the podcast. Dylan's like a fucking monkey. He's ripped from here up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is he? he is ripped. Fuck yeah, because that's – that's all of his brute strength. You know, that's where, how he runs his life. Yeah, I haven't seen Dylan in, gee whiz. I'm going to say. I forgot you even fucking met him. Yeah. That's funny because you he can't remember out. half of my fucking friends, but you remember Dylan. And that's because Dylan's, I mean, obviously he makes an impression, but. I'm going to say probably about eight years, seven years. Yeah. Something like that. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. But so I didn't know that that's what it requires is more movement. And that's why he was always 
you know, hey, man, can you stretch my legs? Like, you know, because <clears throat> you just got to keep moving. So, again, shit you take for granted as, like, I'm an asshole who sits on the couch and plays video games as much as I can. And just the shit you take for granted, you know? Yeah. Being able to sit still. And you want to talk about taking being able to sit still for granted. Yeah. Fucking Parkinson's disease. You obviously know about Parkinson's disease from Michael J. Fox, I'm sure. But Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Yep. Now Neil Diamond. Oh, no. Yeah, Neil Diamond retired. I watched him on New Year's. And I was hoping like hell it was just because it was cold as hell. And he was shaking. Yeah. And, But I guess that's not the case. He has Parkinson's. Just his last New Year's he performed? And then he retired after that? He just retired here a couple, three weeks back, two, three weeks, something like that. Apparently, I'm not following Neil Diamond enough in the news. (laughs) No, he sung sung on um, New Year's on Times Square. And, uh, well, gee whiz, it was cold. And, you know, you could see him up there and... Keep going, sorry. You could see him shaking and shit, and it's... Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, he he retired because of that. Did we talk about David Cassidy? Mm, not that I know of. No. Nope. So what? First of all, uh, would I be wrong in saying that David Cassidy was probably your idol, for lack of better words? In no, the seventies and stuff. No. Then what would what what term would you use for I it? I like I like I like the music I for like singing. Music. No, I was real boring that way, you know. A lot of us were obviously. There was a lot. I had a lot more fans than I knew. I didn't. Really, I thought I was pretty much one of the only people that. Uh, but yeah, no. I had all the Partridge Family and David Cassidy and, um, not Idol. No. I want to call it boring. Okay. I, I fucking love David Cassidy and the Partridge Family. If you think they're boring, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's good pop music. Yeah. That's good <clears throat> pop music. Yeah. And you know the difference between that and pop music these days? Is that's pop music with a fucking band. With yeah. a bass, guitar, and drums, and a keyboard. Yeah. That's called music to me. Not pop music nowadays, which comes off of a fucking computer program, and it's someone going, uh, 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 Right. Didn't they have tambourines, too? Yeah, tambourine as well. Sorry. Forgot about the little tambourine girl. Shirley Jones. I don't... She really didn't play. She really didn't play the fucking tambourine. No, it was was Dave Cassidy in a band. Right. And yeah, then they were the fake band on TV. Right. But it was pop music, but it was legit. It was a legit fucking band playing that music. Oh, yeah. It and was it was real. pop in the sense that it was fake as actually, fuck because the band that actually played the music got zero credit. I think. Except David Cassidy. Who, sorry, let me finish this point. David Cassidy wasn't going to be able to play. They had originally written the part and the whole intent was for all of it to be fake. Did you know this? That was the original intent until they found David Cassidy, who Shirley Jones just happened to be his stepmom. And they are, were auditioning at the same time by coincidence. And then they found David Cassidy and they're like, oh, you can actually fucking play me. Oh, you can actually sing me? Well, fuck. We'll make you the star of the show. And boom, it became 
David Cassidy and the Partridge Family. No, it was featuring David Cassidy, starring Shirley Jones still. Oh, sorry, sir. Yeah. My bad, Mr. Shirley Jones was already hired for the job, and she didn't know that David was the one that ended up being her okay. son on the show. So in the show, it was starring Shirley Jones featuring, featuring David, Cassidy. David Cassidy. But I'm saying when you when you pick up the fucking CD. Well, it's David Cassidy. It's not Shirley Jones no. and the Partridge Family. No. It's David Cassidy and it the is. fucking Partridge it Family. It's David Cassidy. And who's singing on the tracks? David Cassidy. Is that Shirley Jones playing the fucking tambourine? No. <laughs> no. It's not. So, but on the show. It was a good show. So you think she got paid more than him? Probably. Yeah, I bet there was some bitter shit there, huh? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. He, he got, he got David paid. David Cassie was a cool dude. He got paid very good. And he was a cool he was dude, a, right? He was a millionaire at that time. He was a, what? Yeah. Before the show? No. Oh. After okay. the show. And at, at, at that young age, 30 years old. By the, by the time he was 30 years old. And in the 80s? I mean, b before the 80s? Oh, yeah. He was a millionaire. Which in the 70s is what? The equivalent today is a billion, right? I mean, think about it. So How much was a million dollars? I know it was before he was 30, he was a millionaire. Um, I want to say he was in his early 20s when the show went on, was on. And it was early 70s. He was what? 60. What would what was David Cassidy's net worth in 1970? Maybe it'll not. Okay, I found this on the web for what was David Cassidy's net worth in 1970. And it says his net worth in 2017. Oh. Um, sorry, keep going. In 70 is earlier on. He wasn't yet touring and doing his music and stuff yet. Or was he? That's a good question. I don't recall. It's pretty young. Um, I don't think so. I don't recall when the Parch family started, nor do I recall when it ended. Um, so I really, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure by the time he was 30 years old, he was a millionaire. So whenever that time would be. But now he, he did good for himself. I want to hear it fucking heartbreaking. What? What do you think his net worth was when he died? When he died, he was broke. He was bankrupt. Not bankrupt. Probably a couple, 500,000. 500,000. Okay. Which, by the way, to me is still a lot of fucking money. So if anyone who feels like 500,000 bankrupt wants to give me 500,000, I'll he, be your he huckleberry. Was, he was, he had, <laughs> he had gone, he was in bankruptcy though, unfortunately. Now he, um, his mother, I guess, had dementia. And, they experienced, he did, a lot of negative things with her. And uh, I'm, from the way I can put it together anyway, when he found out he was going to do the same deal with her as her, I'm guessing, and it really is a guess, I don't, I don't, I think that's when his, he started drinking again probably. You know, it's too bad. Because he had cleaned himself up. I believe, uh, like when him and his brother Sean were uh, in Vegas, um, what was it called? Something Brothers. Um, doggone it, I don't remember what it was called, but anyway, they had a show there, and yeah, he was clean then. I know, I know he definitely struggled 
Um, no, he definitely. Fuck that word. No, I know he struggled. Um, but it's like, I mean, anyone with an addiction, you say they get clean, but they can easily. They fell. You say, I mean, you give a reason, but that's what other people call an excuse. You know what I mean? Correct. And that's what it is. Wow. Unfortunately. You know, it's. Got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> you okay, Dax? Well, I can't find what his net worth was in the 70s, so I'm not that, doesn't much matter, that good really. a researcher. But He was very wealthy. He was wealthy enough to retire in the 70s. I would like to see, uh, what did you say, a million dollars? What was a million dollars worth in the 70s? What was a million dollars worth in the 70s? Okay, I found this on the web for what was one million dollars worth in the 70s. So this says, one million dollars in the 70s equates into six million dollars today. Yeah. So, not a billion like I thought, but... <laughs> that's, how, that's how much they've... Uh... Clearly, I don't have a good, uh, a very realistic... Uh, idea of inflation. That's how that's how stellar the our elected officials are at um, destroying a perfectly good thing. Let's see six six hundred percent markup since about forty some years, fifty going on fifty years. I mean, that's that's pretty terrible. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. I was getting ready to be devil's advocate and try to think of like, no, actually, that sucks. I can't argue. It's pretty horrible. Well, look at a car. I mean, I bought my Mustang. It was new. That's was why that's hard to believe because. $5,000. $5,000. So what's 5,000 times six? I was head over heel in debt at $5,000. Five times six is 30. 30. Well, 30,000 for a Mustang these days. That's not actually, that's about right, actually, right? Um, I bet they're a little more than that. What's a new Mustang cost? Mm, I don't know. I'd be willing to bet around thirty-five. What's a new Mustang cost? Here's what I found on the web for what's. Fucking Siri's Siri's our new co-host, y'all. Since Dexter Morgan doesn't take his job seriously enough, look at that grumpy face. <laughs> Sleepy. Oh, bro, 2017 Ford Mustang, 22000 oh, That's probably used. 2000 what? 17. Yeah, that would be used. Yeah. MSRP, though, 26. So, that's, that's accurate. Okay. Hmm. Pretty crazy. I can't believe that people pay 50000 60000 for a car. Oh, Dude, have you seen um, the newest BMWs, which look amazing, but it's, I think, 50000 starting price. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have a hard time. Um, Did I have a hard enough time swallowing 17? Yeah. So, That's when we bought the Jeep. The Jeep was 19. You know? But that was what year? And what year is the Jeep? 99. 
You guys got a brand new, no? Yeah. You did? Yeah, okay. Stud plastic on the seats. <laughs> six miles on it. Jeep Cherokee. Sport. Sport. Fucking A. Still totally original. Of all the things you fucked up from my childhood, at least you still got that. <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad that made you laugh at least. Yeah. Well, we'll have that forever. Good. Good. Cause we have, we have, if Penny has anything to say about it, let's put it that way. Okay, good. And obviously she does. So. That's that's her. She's the boss. Fucking hey, that's her baby. <laughs> Hi, Dex. Fucking <Yeah>. Dexter. <laughs> so how's this going for you? How are you feeling? Um, feeling good. Feel like it's ran its course? You got more to talk about? Not really. Not really? Yeah. I was, that was another thing I wanted to do. The length of that last one was, what What was that, three hours? That's what I want them all to be. That's three? what I'm asking you right now because we're an hour and a half. We're, we're an hour and a half? We're only halfway there. And I can tell you're, you seem pretty pittered out. <laughs> yeah. You want another beer? No, thanks. I'm good. No, it, um, it's too bad that... Things have gone the route they're going. Look at, look at gas, gasoline. Um, hell, let's look at a pack of cigarettes. Fucking gasoline was how when I started driving, it was a dollar. It was a little over a dollar. Probably, maybe. Wait, cigarettes? Well, yeah, you, you can speak more about cigarettes. When I when I first pack of cigarettes I bought it was 55 cents for a pack and now they're like seven dollars but a lot of that is um, our government needs their you know money they keep grounding up new ways to charge people from Getting more money, you know. Like what? What are you referring to? What are you referring to? Taxes. 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 You know, I mean, if they can tax it, they're going to tax it. It's that simple, you know. And what taxes do you most disagree with? Um, <laughs> boy. Well, all of them. Because okay. seriously, you bring this up like you stumbled into this topic of conversation. Yeah, I, did. I don't mean to. No, that's what a fucking podcast is for, dude. Because while you're just rambling, thinking that you're not saying anything, you brought up a subject which is a hot fucking topic these days, my friend. Taxes. Yeah. So taxes. which taxes do you disagree with? Why are taxes an issue? What do you think of the new tax regulation? And why? Because I already know you're in favor of it. Why? The tax regulation? Um, I really haven't paid enough attention to be able to put, give a comment on it at all. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not making that up. I don't pay attention, Jess. I don't. It is... It is uh, Irritating, if to say the least. It's it it's um, watching the news like Vicky will say. Vicky will go, 
so-and-so, whatever, whatever, you know? And it's like, Vic, I don't pay attention no more, you know? So-and-so is going to be on Fox News. Like, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I watched Fox. That's fine, but if you and I were having this conversation, this isn't the way you'd fucking be talking about it. Because we've had talks about the taxes before, and you didn't say, well, help well me out. I don't know. Help me out. I don't know. Uh, taxes? All taxes are bull crap. You know? You look at, look at, look at, uh, well, let's look at insurance. Okay. What, 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 because it's a tax. Let's look at insurance. That's why this Roberts guy supposedly voted for Obamacare because it was not forcing you to buy insurance. It was a tax, which supposedly the government can do. Obviously they can. That's why it went through. It's my understanding anyway. And insurance is just insane, you know. I pay over $600, $650 a month for insurance. Okay. That's not a tax. But that's what you pay for a private what, product, what they, no, service. I, I know, but, it, but what they've done to the insurance, I'm no longer paying for mine. I'm paying for other people. And it is a tax. And that's the way Roberts, that's the way they sold it to um uh, Roberts, the, uh, gosh darn it, um, <laughs> Justice Roberts. Okay. That's the way it was sold to him, and he was the final vote in regarding Obamacare. Had he voted no, then Obamacare would have never took place. And I'd probably still be paying 180 to 250 a month for insurance. Okay. But because... Obamacare got put into place, then your insurance goes up to cover those to cover those who don't have any. Correct. Even though those who don't have any have to pay a fine. Correct. For not having it. Uh, correct. So then why are you paying more for them? Good question. You know, That's it really is. Some of the it's, things it's, I'm referring it's to. It's unsustainable. What else can you think of? I know that's not it. As far as taxes go. Hot seat, my friend. Look, the long and short of it, folks, again, I'll say what he isn't, is that we get more money. Am I wrong? With the new... With the new tax plan. Tax code, uh, plan, yeah. We get to keep more of our money. It's supposed to work out that way. Which, in the liberal media, they present as, we're contributing to the deficit. Trump just added $6 billion to the deficit with his new tax plan. Now tell me, how does letting us keep more of our money take away from the government's money that it has? We didn't add to the deficit. We just didn't give any more money to fucking make up for it because we aren't the people that wanted to go find weapons of mass destruction. No. We aren't the people that thought that Syria, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to start. There's a lot of pe there's a lot of people that think that we should not be over in those countries. I'm being one of them. Over in those countries trying to change their way of life. It doesn't work, never has. So then why the fuck are we paying for it? Bingo. 
why are our soldiers over there? Our soldiers, you know what our military was created for? Protecting to protect us. our borders. Yeah. And that's why our military was created. Yeah, that's what it was. And you got a government that abuses these military personnel and makes them do what they're doing right now. You got PTSD uh, going off the... See, but then you got some soldiers, like one that you and I both know, who will say that PTSD is for pussies. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'd actually say that, but... I don't know either. I know that he definitely looks at some people who feel like they're experiencing, you know, and, and there are people who... But, I mean, with that said, then there's button pushers who have PTSD. Right. There's people yeah, there's out people, there who are just pushing a button from a fucking drone. There's people that, claim, that fucks them up for life. Yeah, there's people claiming they're getting PTSD from just normal everyday stuff that we do here in our own country. Um, yeah, it's, it's, like saving a turtle? <laughs> just joking. Could have been. No, I'm just joking, but I know I don't know what everyday stuff you're talking about, but I mean the button pushers that push a button, they're still killing people. Yeah. And they think that because they're doing it from a computer screen, that's not going to have the same impact, but it's it's not a fucking video game, and the human brain knows the difference. You know what I mean? And unless you're a psychopath, then... Yeah. No. it um, Our government has abused... so many things all the way back to when my dad was in the military you know there there was um it's just insane got to be a little more specific boss um let's be real specific well please let's we need convention of the states <laughs> you said this last time but i did it needs to be said again and it needs to be said again and again and again and everybody needs to look up convention of the states article five our founding fathers put it in there because they knew they knew i believe this may sound really crazy but i believe our founding fathers were heaven sent to create this country because you can't be as brilliant as they are or were and know and plan the corruption that's going on with our government 200 plus years later and they've got that article 5 in there to defeat the corruption that our government is the can i argue with that go ahead i don't think that the heavenly or i don't think that the founding fathers were heavenly sent okay. from a heavenly father and here's my argument for why not but i'll give you a reason to support everything that you're saying I don't think that they were sent from a heavenly father because that's crazy. But the reason they had this knowledge that you speak of wasn't because of some divine knowledge that was bestowed upon them from God. It's because Thomas Jefferson was one of the few people of that era that owned his own fucking library. Benjamin Franklin, the man who invented the printing press, mm -hmm. one of the few men who had as much literature, if not more, than Thomas Jefferson. These were the intellectuals. These were the elites of that era. These are the guys that if you were existing in that era today, you would want to fucking kill, or you would be fucking looking down upon, because they were everything that you're not. 
And they didn't share this information with every Joe Schmo who came knocking on their door. Because then, how would they be as powerful as they were? These men owned libraries, and they were very smart men. They were very, very uh, smart that's men. That's a no-brainer, yeah. That's where all that knowledge, I think, came from. Which is why they knew enough. Uh, we can't enslave these people. Or we're going to have revolts, because they knew, you know, of uh, past revolts in, uh, involving slavery. Which is why they treated, and this is just my theory, my own personal opinion. I think that's why they treated their slaves as good as they did. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, these founding fathers that we look back on and, you know, the left will say, well, they were slave owners. The right will say, well, they treated their slaves better than any slave owner ever did. True. Well, I agree to both sides. And I think that the reason they treated their slaves so fucking well is because they knew they were smart enough. They had the evidence enough and the wisdom enough to know what would happen if you didn't. Well. Yeah. Whereas any ignorant asshole just thought, ah, treat this guy like a motherfucking monkey, and you're going to end up with a revolt on your hands. George Washington did not believe in slavery. Um, he could not free his slaves because they were inherited. Uh, okay. He could sell them, but then he knew that they would be treated like slaves. Yeah, no, he couldn't take them to the border of Canada and say peace out. That could never have happened back then. Nope. And... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I fuck up your point? Uh, yeah, you're. That's, I think, fantasy. Is it? You know, because yeah. it's really not. Yeah, that's what the Underground Railroad was: was to get people to the border where they would be free. These guys didn't want to leave George Washington. Okay. They loved him. Again, yeah, and and they you were know, family. And you know what that is? Humane. Humane. Let me ask you this, Dad. When the government today provides you with housing, food stamps, a free cell phone, all just so you can go work your shitty job at 7-Eleven? Well, I don't, he, he didn't have cell If phones, you treat your slaves so. humanely, then they'll never fucking know they're slaves. They... Stayed with him and took care of him till his death. Stop. Think about that. Think about what? As long as you treat your slaves as best as they could ever possibly imagine, they'll never know they're slaves. Not, not even that you treat them best than they could ever imagine, because definitely that's not what's happening today in our society. But what's happening in our society is when you enslave yourself. When you become a slave to the system. Yeah. You say that his slaves didn't want to leave his side. You never saw Django Unchained. If you did, you'd know the character I'm referring to, Samuel L. Jackson's character, who didn't want to leave his massa. Because Massa treated him better than anyone ever could. Now I compare that to today because I thought that that's a reference that you would get. If Massa gives you a cell phone, Massa gives you a free place to live, Massa gives you free money to go buy your food with, who is your loyalty going to lie with? 
the people like us who think that you should be free and that you should be empowering yourself through your own work effort and earning your own income and then dispensing that income in a way that you feel appropriate. Yeah, well. As opposed to that, you are enslaved to a system which provides you with everything you thought you could ever need. Uh, it was a Are you world. actually hearing me? Yeah, it was a different world. It's a different world today than it was then. It's a different world, but back in that world, what they were doing was providing those slaves with everything that they could ever thought, ever, everything they could think they fucking needed. Shelter, food, water, and by the way, we're not going to fucking beat you to death. Okay. Yeah, you got it all figured out, then. Well... What I mean, what more at that time could a black person ask for in America? That'd be it. They knew if they were out away from. I know one more thing. Where they were at. I know one more thing they could ask for. Can you guess? Freedom. I'm what? being more specific. Can you guess? No. Hey, Massa, can you take me to the border of Canada? Because if they really didn't you know, believe in slavery... Do you know what Canada was like then? Educate me on that. I don't know. I know that the Underground Railroad led to the North for a reason. And I know that the How North far Star... North? How far North? To I don't know. Canada? Do you, do you want to do this on the podcast? Do you want to look it up? No. We can. Oh, no. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Was it Canada? I'm sorry. I interrupted. Take it away. Conventions of the states. Go for it. Was it Canada they were going to, or was Minnesota and Michigan far enough? Iowa? What about Convention of the States, sir? Our government needs to be reined in. That is the only way to do it. Okay. If we choose to let our government uh, continue down the path they're going right now, then, well, we get what we deserve. Okay. That being said. Well, man of, man of few words, folks. Um, that being said, Underground Railroad... Let's see here. Underground Railroad. The Underground Railroad was a network of secret routes and safe houses established in the United States during the mid, early to mid-19th century and used by African-American slaves to escape into free states. Free states and Canada. And Canada. Yeah, well, which means Michigan, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. I feel like you're missing my point, Jim. What's that? So if they were so against slavery, why didn't they drive them to the Michigan border? Could have. Your argument is that, well, they didn't have to go to Canada. Michigan was free too. Could've. Okay, then Could've. you're only helping my point. Could have went to Michigan. So why didn't they? Because they still could have been captured. They didn't by, believe in they slavery. They captured by somebody else. Oh, you're right. So it's better that they stay in their hands, right? <laughs> it's better that they stay where they want to. 
If they wanted to stay there, then they should be allowed to stay there. Dude, if you didn't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend that I I have a clue what it was like to be a slave. So no, but you certainly seem to think you have an idea of what it was like to be a slave owner. Oh, a I conscientious know, I know, one, I know, at least. I, I know the largest one of the largest slave owners was a black man. Look him up. Uh, that doesn't make it better. Look him up. Does that make it okay? No. That's not the argument. No. The argument is isn't the color of the slave owner. That's not the argument. We're going on to another subject now. We are. Yep. We're there. We're not going on. We're there. The argument isn't the color of the slave owner. The fact that the slave owner's black doesn't make it okay that he's owning slaves. You understand that, right? Yeah. I do. I'm getting irritated. You're getting irritated. Yep. Yes, you, I do. You didn't like the way you came off on the first one. Wait till you come off as a fucking slave apologist. I'm not being a slave apologist. <laughs> not at all. We did not live in them times to sit and play Monday. How's it? How's it said? Monday. Monday. Put on your headphones. Quarterback. If you're going to talk into the microphone for the first time this whole podcast. To do it with your headphones so you know how loud okay. you're speaking into it. You know, Monday arm, however that phrase is, you know. Um, armchair quarterback. Armchair quarterback, yeah. That's easy to do, which obviously is what we're doing here. Um, I don't know, Jess. I believe that our founding fathers were good to their slaves. They wanted to end slavery. I'm not arguing that they, they were had good to, be, to their slaves. It's nothing they could do like bewitched and punk done deal. And, hey, that's that. I feel I've done a I'm, I've, good enough job trying to articulate my point. I don't did, think I need to say You did a good job. More. You did a good job. I think I made the comparisons to today pretty relevant. Yep. I mean, you talk about how good the slave owners are to their slaves. And how in that time, it's just the way it was. Well, in this time today, you know, it's just the way it is that big businesses make money off of their employees, right? Mm -hmm. So while the billionaires, while every Walton in existence, every inheritance of, you know, the Walmart corporation is a fucking billionaire. And yet they have employees that are collecting food stamps while mm -hmm. they work for them. Right. And there's no but they give them the lunch breaks that they need, right? They give them more than minimum wage. I mean, what more could you ask for? They're as good as they could be, right? Yep. You bet. I would argue that they're not. I would argue that same. While I still shop at Walmart. I don't. I will. Like I said, the only thing they have there that I like are their wings. And if we had a decent wing place here in town, I wouldn't go there for their wings. And I only go there every now and then. So Actually, no, you know what? I'll even fucking take that back. Cause like I said, I bought I was gonna I was gonna say something as little as a, a cord, but Walmart's kinda becoming the new Kmart. Cause I bought a fucking the telephone cord I told you about. Thirty dollars for one at Walmart, it was 25 feet or whatever. But then go next door to next door to Home Depot, and it was 20 or 15. It was half the price. 
Yeah. I was like, well, I know I'm going back to return this. So, point being, and I stole this point from something I saw online recently, which is that fact that there are currently Walmart employees that are collecting food stamps while they're full-time employees because they can't even make enough money to fucking sustain their family while every Walton, ones that aren't even involved in the business, are fucking I, billionaires. I don't doubt it. But it's their business. It's their money. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that earned it, right? Well, it would be. They're really, the ones that deserve it. It would be really nice if people would look at the big picture there, for lack of better words, and please not go to Walmart. Yeah, I guess that's. I mean, it really can be done. I don't go to Walmart. You vote with your money every day. That's right. You vote every day. Now, if everybody didn't go to Walmart. What would that be doing to Walmart? Well, I think it's what's happening right now, which is people are going to Amazon instead. Amazon, yeah. And that's why I can't get a fucking phone cord for the same price as I can at Home Depot, which, by the way, I don't think that they're bread and butter selling phone cords. So if that's where I found one for cheaper than Walmart... Where that's supposed to be the rollback. That's where you go for everything cheaper, right? No, I, I, I like I said, I caught myself because in our in our argument, <laughs> for lack of better words, because it started to get argumentative there, right? I'm not arguing. In our heated debate, is that a better way to describe it? No. You were getting heated. For fuck's I'm, sake, Jim. I'm just trying to explain to you. I'm not an expert on it, and you can say what you want. All in, the above, I'm not an expert on what we're in trying about to prove you wrong. Debate. In trying to prove you wrong, I'm glad that I had enough of a sensibility that when you proved me wrong, to be like, ah, actually, fuck, he's right. Walmart sucks. Walmart sucks these days in terms of selling stuff. Yet they still fuck their employees royally. Yeah, they do royally, but their employees keep coming. Well, because they get new ones. Mm-hmm. Like that's that. what I mean. They keep coming. Well, everybody knows how what's Walmart treats their employees. What's that tell you? Motherfuckers need jobs these days, bro. Yeah. Rather work at Walmart <coughs> than McDonald's. Uh, no. Which, by the way, I don't know why, because Walmart's got. Well, sorry, McDonald's has great benefits. From I'd what rather, I've seen, I'd rather work at McDonald's. Do they'll pay for you to go to college? No, that you can move your way, work your way up. You know? All right, so this is something I roll my eyes at. The, the camera missed that, so I'll do it again. Because I tell people you're a fast food enthusiast, which sounds stupid to somebody that doesn't know you. Because I say fast food enthusiast. Well, what's that mean? I mean, my dad loves fast food. Well, it comes from a history of working fast food, right? So let's go back to storytelling. And I, only, tell us I, only why. Work, I only work fast food for like... I don't know, six months, maybe. Then why the fuck are you such a fan of fast food? Because it's not just the food you're a fan of, but you're like, oh, Because I've known people. I could work at Taco Bell, and I could become a manager. Because I've known people. That's exactly right. You can become a manager. I've known people that have done it. Just like I was a jack-in-the-box back in the late 70s that I worked fast food. Other than that, other than my mom and dad's uh, Taco Grandes, if you want to consider those, uh... But other than that, I didn't work no fast food anywhere. 
So then why the fuck are you such a fan of it? Because you can. If you're if you're if you're not a lazy <laughs> if you're not a lazy person uh, and you choose to do more than flip uh, burgers. That was my downfall. And you choose to do more than flip burgers or operate the fryer and you want to manage that restaurant one day or one like it, you can. And that's good pay. Uh, the best example I can think of is my friend Ryan, who I've already told you about. But he's the guy. Fucking owns fast food. He, he embraces it, and he's moved up the chain. He's making as much money as I was being a salesman. That's right. So There you go. There I you rest go. my case. Well... What's too bad is you have people that want to stick to that entry-level part of it and yet make what the person that's managing it is making, you know? Well, that's fucking retarded. It is. And, and, and that is unsustainable Sorry. as well. Totally unsustainable. And that's what's retarded. Excuse me for the bad choice of words. <laughs> but no, that is. To think that, you know, we're going to pay everybody in this fast food restaurant $15 an hour. Yeah. Now, what do you think they're going to charge for that burger? <laughs> you know? Yeah. The, the, the company's not going to take less money. Well, that's why I it's stopped not, going to good times. You know. Why is that? Fucking good, good times in Loveland. They're hiring people 15 bucks an hour. Oh, really? Granted, their prices, as far as I saw. They charge a lot, though. They already did. Yeah. And did they go up? No, I stopped just because of the principle of the matter. I was like, no, you shouldn't be making more money than I am flipping burgers. <laughs> Sorry if that was loud. But legit, that was – it was petty. It was petty. Homegirl I've been hanging out with recently, she's like, petty? I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking petty because that's bullshit. Well, in some cases, is it really flipping even? I mean, I think <laughs> – I think no, don't they not. put it in a rack and it like rolls through like the flame grilled? No, you're talking about fucking Burger King, Burger King. Which is why I hated going there, which is why you love them and I fucking hated them. And it rolls right through and comes out done, you know? Flame broiled and that's bullshit. Fuck that. That's why I do Wendy's. Flat top, which is why Burger King's whole new gimmick, you haven't seen their new commercials? The, put the flat top down or some shit. They're like... Putting down the flat top, saying that flat top grills are the, are bullshit. Oh, no. Only flame rolled. No, fuck that. If I get a burger, I want it fucking flat top, that grease and shit, like Sonic. Like Jack in the Box. Yep. Is that how Jack in the Box did it? All right, Jack in the Box burgers aren't good as Wendy's, though, bro. Oh, Jack in the Box pretty good. Wendy's real good, too. Wendy's are better. Yeah. Wendy's, Wendy's fresh, good. never frozen beef. Brahms. Brahms is really good. All right, Brahms is good. Whataburger. Who else? Whataburger. Whataburger. Whataburger's good, but not as good as Wendy's. I love Whataburger. Texas In -out. local. In-N-Out Burger. Not as good. Mm. Yeah? In-N-Out Burger. You bet. You know, it's California, right? No, it's That's Texas. liberals. That's Texas. They're from California. That's okay. We have them here in Texas. I don't have to go to California. <laughs> you know, they just got to Colorado, right? No. It was, a, it was a fucking news story. It was breaking news. I'll bet. It was like Fox 31 News. Yeah. Denver's getting an In-N-Out. <laughs> nope. Same thing with when they got a Chewy's, which is Austin's taco shop. I met Mickey and Blythe there for tacos oh. from Vices I Admire. Mm -hmm. That band right there, poster behind your shoulder. Uh, Vices I Admire. 
Yep. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Anyways. Yeah, I do. And, uh, but yeah, so getting an in and out is that big deal. So you take in and out over Wendy's? Yeah. Really? Dude, honestly, I take Wendy's. I like Wendy's a lot. Wendy's never frozen. Never frozen. Never frozen. In and out's good, but it's, I don't know, fucking Wendy's, dude. Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's good. I'm biased. Yep. Me too. What's up? You want a pee? Smoke a cigarette? Go to, go to Wendy's? No. Just. You need to support this Wendy's here. It's I... the only one. You look Wendy's up. <laughs> Locations. Once you get outside of the Fort Worth Metroplex yeah. area in Dallas. Yeah. When, this Wendy's is the only one. I support them. So. I'm very supportive. So for anyone that was wondering what I meant by my dad's a fast food enthusiast. I think that just proved my point. Our conversation there and by the way that was just scratching the surface that wasn't even the fullest so let's go smoke a cig okay you want to smoke a cig sure take a piss yep okay uh, i can't pause this ladies and gentlemen so i'll edit this out later for the podcast but if you're watching this just fast forward like 10 minutes so smoke i can tell you're running out of steam Dexter, look at you in your bed. Dexter, lay in your bed. Dexter, look at Oh, he's going to come outside with us. Go ahead, open the door. Coming out, Dex? Go on, buddy. Be right back, folks.
top lid comes up, they're going in, huh? Some studio I got. That would be Troy. That would be Troy. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Jesse Lone Show. The last installment of this uh, seventh episode, eighth episode, technically, seventh guest, part two. And I was asking you outside, Dad, so what do you want to talk about? And you brought up a story involving, again, if I'm not mistaken, Uncle Steve... He's there. He's there. Oh, he's he's good. We got him. How do you do that? <laughs> I got him. So, oh, you and Uncle Steve. How old are you guys? Um, uh, I'm gonna say I was probably fifth grade. Okay. How's the story begin? We had a paper route. I oh, started yeah, in printing. I, I started in printing business really early in life with a paper route. And we, uh, a friend of ours, Bobby Iverson, Steve, and I were stayed up all night. We we're going to go do our route early in the morning, and we got down there before the papers were delivered. And as we sat and waited, this car with the bright lights came racing at us. We didn't know who it was. Or why it was racing could have after been, you. Could have been several high school kids. And uh, anyway, we ran. And something, I ran one way, Steve and Bobby ran another. I don't know why we didn't all go the same. Cop went after the, it was a cop. It was a cop. And he obviously chased the smallest of us. Why was he chasing you guys? You're delivering papers. We weren't delivering yet. Oh. We're sitting there waiting on the street corner in Main Street. Waiting. The bank. Waiting for what? Our papers to be delivered to so, us. So why would you be in trouble? That's just it. Why did we run? <laughs> Dumb. Okay. Um, we thought, like I said, it was probably some high school kids. Okay. Wanting to mess with us. And uh, So you assume the worst. You we assume the worst, and it wasn't. But he cho chased after the smallest of the three, which... Was you. Yeah. And unfortunately for him, I was the fastest of the three. And I literally made him chase me all the way around the main street of Schleswig three times. <laughs> there's, there's two funny, funny stories. I had a, a friend in class... Doris Hill was her name. And she was at her with her mom and dad at a function at the community building. Now why they were up so late, I mean we were up earlier than I recall. One of the two. But anyway, she said she saw me keep going by. <laughs> this window. 
She's like, can't see ran, you run by. Three three times we ran around the whole downtown. And did she see the cop too? She said she saw me. I don't. She never. She didn't notice the cop. The cop. She yeah. just noticed you. Okay. And Steve kept seeing me go by. <laughs> on another part of town, though. Steve was actually on the Where other, was he? other side of Main Street, in the alley. He was hiding out. Uh huh. And, and Bobby are both out. hiding out. <laughs> You're fucking running around. And he's chasing me around. <laughs> and then we kept going, and I just kept going. And I had a, a big enough gain on him by the third time. And I mean, this wasn't an old cop. He was, uh, he was probably twenties, you know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I didn't understand it in the fifth grade that uh, you know, just hiding underneath of a truck didn't work. You're, you're, you're. Yeah, you'd have to be standing next to the truck not to see me. <laughs> you know, and then with the street lights and what have you, obviously there's somebody hiding under the truck. And so I'm sitting under there, and he comes walking up to the truck and says, Come out with his flashlight. So I did. By that time, he knew who I was, saw me. And where are the other two? And I'm like, What are the two? And he goes, You know what I'm talking about. And so I just started walking. If we don't find him, we don't find him. And he had put a big enough gap between us to where when I got to where Steve was hiding out. He thought, oh. Steve pops out and says, Jim, you got away. And bam, there we all caught. <laughs> but what were you in trouble for? I mean, running from the cops, but for what? Well, we weren't supposed to be out that time of the day. Our paper route wasn't Shh. supposed to be being delivered till 5, 6 in the morning. So, no, mom and dad were irritated with that. We had to weed the garden. That was an excuse for them to get you to weed the garden. You know, Could be. You know that they had no fucking reason to hold that against you, and they were just like, hey. That could be. We'll make them weed the garden. <laughs> smart on their part, then. Either way. Hey, the cops got involved. We got involved. the garden weeded. We got this. Yeah, we didn't get in trouble, trouble. No. For uh, what? Like, that's yeah, what I'm saying. What trouble did you get into? No we, trouble. Just had a weedy garden. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Doggone it. So, come on. What are the stories you got like that? Because I know that's not it. Especially with Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve, bless his heart, he was a rebel. Through and through. Which is why it makes zero sense to me how he ended up being a sergeant, right? Yeah. Army? Yep. Yep. E6. Fucking rebel through and through. Ends up being a sergeant in the army. He was a good soldier. Born in Germany. Born in Germany. Let's talk about that. Let's fucking A. If we're going to talk about Franny, bless her heart. I love her to death. But uh, let's talk about Uncle Steve. While we're memori memorializing... Uh, folks on this podcast what do you got I, mean, I know you got plenty he, he was an awesome big brother uh, we had a lot of good times and he unfortunately uh, had issues with alcohol alcohol and 
they got the best of him. I think I've mentioned this already on the podcast. Maybe it was on the last one. Maybe not. My ears are pierced. If you don't know, for those who don't know me, if you haven't already seen, obviously I got my ears pierced. Well, when I was a kid, I'd just the one done. When we showed up at my Uncle Steve's house, and I had just the one side done. I don't know how he knew I had my ear pierced. Correct me if I'm wrong. He fucking answered the door with a knife. Am I wrong? Do you remember this? No. I don't. What was he going to do with the knife? You don't remember? Uh Uh-uh. So, (laughs) my Uncle Steve answers at the door with a fucking knife. And brings me in with a big hug. Oh, yeah, you're messing with you. And grabs me by the other earlobe and is like, come on, we're going to even it out. We're going to put a hole in your other ear. And I'm like, "Ah, what the fuck? I'm looking at you like that. What the fuck's going on? And uh, it it was, (laughs) I got it, Pop. I had it. You got it? Here. No, I got it. So, oh, my bad. Okay. For those who can't see on the podcast, we're making sure we got Uncle Steve posted properly. Um, He answered the door with a knife, yeah, and was like, let's even out your ears. And it scared the shit out of me. But that was Uncle Steve. Yeah. Acres in Texas where we had bonfires out there in the wilderness. I got... It wasn't poison ivy, so what was it? Poison sumac? Which we learned more about when I was tree trimming, but tree trimming, yeah. What was it? What was it at Steve's? Was that it? Sumac? I think it was poison ivy. Poison ivy? I think so. That I definitely got on my fucking ankles. Yeah, got all over me. But um, shooting guns. Yeah. I never got to shoot a real gun because I was still too little. Most you'd ever let me put my hands on was a BB. Maybe, yeah. a, maybe a nine millimeter. No? What do you think? No. No? No. Damn it. Trying to be a boss over here. Yeah, that was a... That gun had too much kick for you. Fucking up my street cred, bro. Had too much kick. How old was I? You weren't much over seven years old. Eight? I mean, it was post-divorce. What I'm thinking of. So, I almost want to say 11. Yeah. Might have been. I don't think you were that old. We had the Jeep. How's that work for you? We had the Jeep. Old enough to shoot a 9 millimeter. 99, so I put you at 9. So, 9, 10, might have been around... No, you were around 10, because the Jeep was pretty much... We had just bought it when we came down, so... Old enough to shoot a 9 millimeter. Um, See? No. Uncle Steve says yes. No, that... uh, that nine millimeter um, had a heck of a kick. I remember Steve telling me uh, how to hold it, and I was like, "Okay, okay." And I failed to hold it the way I was advised, and 
Yeah, it took a chunk out of my... It took a chunk out of your what? Finger. My hand. Yeah. There. So, Is that satisfactory? There you go. Yep. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is my Uncle Steve, who, man, I f I'll fucking say it, I idolize probably more than Mom would like. Oh, Franny, got it, yeah. Oh, we're going to get him. <laughs> I set the pictures up so they'd be good in the background the other way, but if we're going to have them featured while you're talking. Yo, everyone, a beer. Oh, shit, that's my fault. God, all right, enough with the pictures. But so Steve Austin's rule is that if your phone goes off during a podcast, you owe everyone a beer. So you owe everyone a beer, Dad. Okay. I can't, it went dark. Oh, Johnstown? Yeah, I saw. And he said, look familiar? No, yeah. she just sent it. She's there. I I know I'm saying I saw it when I was there. So right. for those uh, who are wondering what he's showing me, he's showing us a picture of the house that he lived in for how long? Um, 19 years? Hmm. No. 98. 17 years. In Johnstown? Mm hmm. 17 years. And we built it in 97. Moved in the beginning of 98. So. And his wife, my stepmom Penny, is back in Colorado right now visiting Franny, who we've referenced. And so apparently this is nostalgia moment. Yep. Now the the funniest part of this whole or ordeal. Oh, you're done. Mm-hmm. Fuck! I talked over it. If you heard the in the background, that's state of the art. That's state of the art. <laughs> state of the art. Kind of like Maxwell Smart. Show him. Flip phone technology. In 2018, this man's still using a flip phone. Like a boss. Like a fucking boss. Yeah. That's why when everybody starts doing their group texting and stuff, you're not going to hear from me. You don't have to worry by, about it. By the, time, by the time I even get <laughs> three or four words typed, everybody's made a comment. <laughs> But so you still get group texts? Mm -hmm. Oh, that sucks. That's got to be annoying as fuck on one of those. Mm -hmm. It is. I just don't respond. Uh, I respond I, to the original person that sent it. I don't respond either, any but other, I have a smartphone. But I just fucking hate group texts. Any other any other uh, comments made on whatever the text was made about, I don't respond to any of them. I just respond to whomever sent the text, and that was it. That is it. So if I seem like I'm being antisocial, yeah, I'm not. You at least respond to the the original the original person to say, "Hey, right. I got what you're saying." Yep. Not everybody that's, needs to see my reply. No, I respect that. Actually, that's exactly my that's that's exactly my approach. Is I'm like, 
not everybody needs to see my response. Nope. But I'll respond out of respect, right? Not going to lie, I don't respect text messages, though. Not a fan. Not a fan. Well, if you're really busy doing something like building a shower or... If you're really busy, then you don't need to text me. Call me afterwards. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No? I mean, no. When you send me a picture of what you're doing, that's cool. And he will. So, uh, like we referenced on the first show, you... Are you uncomfortable? You okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you, you're, you've done a lot of work, and you'll send me a, a message saying, hey, this is what we did on the side of the house. Look at the siding. That's cool. But group texts, like... No, I don't do group texts. Just fucking call me. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'll go with the call. Yep, ten folk cover that. So, we'll pay respects while we still got time to the man, Dexter. Hey, trying to pay respects, bro. Well, the man's passed out right now, but this is the man I'm talking about right now. Mr. Dexter C. Morgan. And... He is the co-host of the Jesse Lone Show for a reason, <laughs> okay? Because if you haven't noticed, he's in almost every single scene as I'm shooting. If he's not in the scene, he's right out of frame. He's been here the whole time. So when people say that cats are antisocial and that oh, I can never have a cat, I like dogs because dogs have a personality. Man, with all due respect... Go fuck yourself. Because this cat has more personality than most people I've met in my fucking life. And his name's Dexter Morgan. Right now he's just chilling. But he's chilling right now because he's chilling with us. Mm, Dexter, I'm trying to give you a spotlight. Okay. I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. And, and so with that, Mr. Gearing. Tell us about, what was his name? Dusty? Dusty. Yeah, Dusty. He was a good cat. Had a lot of good cats. All cats have their own personality. I was telling you about, uh, there was one your Aunt Lil had when she was little. Joey. Yeah. Pretty sure that's his name, Joey. Tell me about Joey. Joey was... One stellar wide receiver. Because Lily, or your mom, and or I, or your mom and Lily, whomever, could sit. One on one side of the room, one on the other side of the room, and play catch with this rabbit's foot. <laughs> and you try and make the throw to where Joey couldn't get it. Okay. He'd get it. Now, forgive me for being a stickler for details. Excuse me for bourbon live on a podcast. But what color was the rabbit's foot? Paint, like I ask you to paint a picture for me, take us back into your memory. If you have to, close your eyes. Tell us what you saw that day 
I mean, I want to imagine it for myself. You say throwing a rabbit's foot around. I want to say it was pink. A pink? But I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, I think it was pink. Were you wearing a Miami Dolphins jersey? Probably not. Okay. But this is in the 70s? Um, yeah, this would be the 70s. Throwing around a pink rabbit's foot. Late 70s. With a, a cat that's <laughs> gray? Gray and white. Gray and white. Yeah. You ask your aunt. Lil. Gray with? He, gray with white. White stomach area, gray. More gray than white. Okay. Like a white chest. Mm. Area. Stomach area, too. Not totally, but yeah. Okay. And you're and white in him in the trailer park. Yep, your grandma's. Okay, so we're in a trailer park in the seventies. Outside. No, inside. Inside a double wide, single wide. A mobile home in a single wide. So it's a nice home. Inside us. <laughs> it was. We're inside a single wide. Mobile home with a pink rabbit's foot playing with a gray cat with a white chest and a little bit of his belly. And he was a hell of a catcher. The best wide receiver you ever yeah. knew. It Which, was it was he was he was Dexter he was, Morgan is take, not. You take no, but you take Dexter <laughs> what he's doing right now, and this is Joey. You know, just a mellow cat yeah. and he loved playing catch with that rabbit's foot. Well, that's why I'm intrigued because you talk about a mellow cat like Dexter who likes to play catch no, with like, a rabbit's foot. Oh, does Dexter like to play? He loves to play, but he can't fucking, like you described. Well, Joey, catch it. And like you said, you would. Try and throw it to where he couldn't. You mean, you, you know, you do. You try and fake him out. Yeah. He was brilliant. You'd throw it to where you thought he couldn't even catch it. Attempting to make it to where he couldn't catch it, yeah. So as much as I love Dexter Morgan, the God's honest truth is if you want him to play catch, just throw it a little bit over his head. Because at this point, no, if you throw it to where he can't catch it, dude, he ain't going to try to catch it. <laughs> Joey Joey would jump uh, four feet. No, he'll jump that high. Five feet into the air and grab it. He'll jump that high. But I thought you meant like to the side. What no. do you mean up? Up. Even to the side. I mean, whatever. Okay. Just imagine playing catch with a rabbit's foot. If you're talking, if you're talking four or five, four or five feet over his head, Dexter will jump at that. He will. But if you're talking four or five feet to the side, he ain't gonna try to catch. Like, I'll do that sometimes. I'll be like, I want to see him dive. Like, do a dive and catch at the side. And I'll throw it to the side, and he looks at me like. <laughs> like, what was that for, asshole? Up here. That's where it goes. <laughs> you, you throw this uh, anywhere you threw it, Joey was going to get it. Okay. Side, high, doesn't matter. All right. Low, grounder. So he was a better catcher than Dexter. He. It's okay. You're he, not insulting the man. He would, Look, he would, he's here. Um, he was uh, stellar. Okay. Yeah. And so that was Joey. So tell us, I mean... That was my Aunt Lil's cat, my mom's sister, back in the 70s. What happened? I mean, how did that... I don't know what happened to Joe. I'm sure he, he lived out... His life? His old age. Yeah. He lived with your grandma. 
and have to ask grandma then yeah she'd be able to tell you dude what if we could you want to talk to grandma right now not really <laughs> no i don't know I'm, you can just tell her we're talking about joey have her, have you her tell see? you about joey dude let's see this would be fucking see awesome she remembers. this would be epic to get you to talk to grandma live because she misses you, my friend. She was on. Sweet lady. I, I was going to say, I, I've. One of them I have fooled. <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Went to voicemail. Hi, Grandma. This is your favorite grandson, Jesse. I was just calling. Hi there, Jesse. How are you, dear? I'm good. How are you doing, Grandma? No, honey, I've been under doctor's care here ever since I seen you last. Saw you at Thanksgiving. And it's just been one day dumb thing after another, dear. What? I'm walking. I'm up. But I've got what they call uh, peripheral neuropathy all through me, dear. And it's a okay. very tough sign in of uh, arthritis. Oh, man. A very tough sign of arthritis. It's, all, it's a very tough thing to go through because your hands don't work, your arms are sore, and I'm on a lot of pain pills, dear, but I'm up. Hey, Grandma. <laughs> That's all I can say, dear. I'm functioning. I'm up. Okay. But it's, it's, a lot of doctor's appointments will be been good at getting me there. Hey, Grandma. Uh-huh. Just a heads up, I'm recording right now, okay? Oh, well, heck, I isn't very cheerful, is it? I know. I'm, no, it's okay. I just didn't want you to say anything that you might not want to say to the public, but it's, o <laughs> I mean, it's okay, right? It's not a daggone thing, because uh, the kids all know that I'm under a lot of medical stuff here, dear. Yeah. And, uh, and there's nothing else to report. It's, there's snow on the ground. It's chilly. I wish it were warmer. And, uh, well, Grandma, how's everything going for you, dear? How's everything going? Well, Grandma, I'm here with my dad. Uh huh. So say hi, Dad. Hello. Hi, Dad. Hi, Mrs. Hello, Mitchell. Dad. Can you hear I him okay? I didn't get to see Jim when he was here. I'm sorry. But they're all doing well. Everybody's fine, honey. Yes, ma'am. That's good, Dan. What have you got? Nice weather. Nice warm weather. Yeah, it's a little bit. Ornery right now, Jesse's neighbor Troy's out mowing his yard. No, oh, he's not right uh -huh. now. Can't hear him. Oh. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's actually not mowing right now, Grandma, but <laughs> Oh, okay. It's nice weather. So what did what did we call Grandma for? Joey. Not a lot of snow, but it's Joey. It's Joey. Yeah. It's Joey, she said though. Did you hear? Typical, typical Colorado winter. Grandma, did you say it's Joey? No, it's I see. Chilly, oh, it's, it's chilly. Funny. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, Grandma. Yeah. We were calling. Everything going okay for you, honey? You get work? Did you find work? Uh, Grandma, I'm, I'm doing great, but we were calling to ask you about Joey. Joey? Do you remember Aunt Lil's cat, Joey? Honey, you know, she has a dog. You know that, dear. Yeah, but do you remember her cat, Joey, from when you lived in Arizona, when she was a little girl? Little gray cat. Oh, you know, dear, I had the kid between her and Don. I had six cats all together from the time they were growing up, and that that name f sounds familiar, dear. But there six were so cats. many cats. <laughs> I can't re 
I can't you, remember any of them in particular. Do you remember the one that used to jump and catch the rabbit's foot? No. <laughs> no, oh. I don't remember yeah. here. <laughs> well, uh, the last one I had was a cold black cat, plain black, and I named him Old Man. And Danielle would say, Oh, Manny, oh, Manny, oh, Manny. <laughs> but that was the last one I had. He died right there at the place. Do you remember Old Man? Okay. Well, uh, so how are, Grandma... <laughs> what's your kitty house? What's your cat? Dexter, dear? Yep, he's sitting right here, ma'am. He's doing okay. Oh, he's a cutie, too. He is. He's spoiled, too. He's a spoiled <laughs> little shit is what he is. That's all right, dear. <laughs> they're worth it. They're worth it because they're loving. They're lovely. Yep. So what What are the docs saying about your arthritis, Gma? very uh grandma that it's very relevant to what we were just talking about earlier in this show It was his birthday. I saw everyone was down there for that. Birthday, yeah. Yep. And they all went down, and um, it was everything went okay. But she says, Lily said it's getting kind of hard for him because she has Alzheimer's, and she uh, they keep the doors all locked because if she were get out, she might walk around the neighborhood and get lost. Yeah. Poor thing, you know. Yeah. Hey, Grandma. Hey, I love you, sweetheart. Okay, but um. Okay, I'll, of course, of course, but I wanted you to talk to dad because I know that you, you mentioned him when I was with you and he mentioned you while I was with him, so I'm glad y'all got to talk to each other. Yes, ma'am. What do you say, Jim? Y'all buddies? Copy that. We're, we're old buddies. Yes, ma'am. We, we grew, I mean, uh, he was like my own son. He kind of grew up in my house. Yep. <laughs> he and Don Marie and Lily, they were, they were good kids. They were all good kids. We were, you're right. No, no, the grandma, the, the, the tamales, the, the tamales. The tamales. Grandma, the tamales. Tamales, yeah. They weren't bad. No, they were really good. Yeah, they were pretty good. 
They were. Yep. I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to have another one since then, but I, I remember them being really good. Yeah, they were good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I haven't seen them in the store here, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I probably wouldn't buy them for myself, but if you have, if you've got a boy in the, in the group and a couple of kids, they come in handy. They yep. were handy for us. Yep, they were. Yeah, well, I talked I talked to you not too long ago, Grandma, right? Yeah, dear. Yeah, you're doing fine, honey, and everybody's fine here, too. Good. Thank the good Lord. Everybody's doing well. Thank the good Lord. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's all we can say, honey, so. That's right. A good boy. Okay. Good now. I will. Right. I love you. I love you, too. Bye. Love you, dear. I love bye you. Bye-bye. 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 That was a surprisingly short conversation for my grandma. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said, oh, shit, because she usually goes on and would on. would like to go on more, I'm sure. No, she's, um, I mean, it's arthritis, but it's, it's the same shit she's been dealing with. But mentally, she's still there. That's the thing. Is That's the difference with her and Franny, where Franny's disease was debilitating, not just physically, but also mentally. Mm-hmm. Gma, she's physically being debilitated, but mentally, wow! Well, I take it back. Never mind. So Donald's mom has Alzheimer's. That stinks. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that's proprietary information. That's cool. Thanks. So I, I didn't. That's kind of why I cut it off. I don't know how much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might might be just. Uh, but I mean it is what it is and again it's something that this is the kind of thing that I would like look I get it I don't have a huge fan base <laughs> at least not right now who knows if I ever will but that's what this is for is speaking honestly and that's why I get irritated with you because I'm like the only way to bring awareness to the issue that's lingering in both the back of our minds with the situations that we bring up or the topics that we bring up. Because when we bring up a topic, it's because we're both engaged in some way, right, with the issue surrounding it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if I can't speak honestly about that, then what the fuck am I doing this for? Well, you can speak honestly about it. You just don't have to be, you know... Uh, uh, there's just some some sometimes you have to choose a little diplomacy let's say diplomacy is a very good word i can respect that okay well diplomacy to me would incur when you know grandma starts spouting off at the mouth about someone's parent that maybe she doesn't know you know and i cut it off so i tried to be diplomatic in that moment yeah but you're right, uh, and 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 Summer spoke about it on our podcast, so it's not anything that hasn't actually been put out there publicly on this platform anyway. I mean, she talked about Grandma Swisher sure. having Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, and how 
Grandpa Swisher has to cope with that. Yeah. That sucks for Tom. Poor Kathy. Sucks. I mean, yeah, that's the thing is we... You said it exactly right. Sucks for Tom, but poor fucking Kathy. Yeah, yeah. She has a lot of love. and So much love still. Yeah. And I got to see her at the 4th of July. And that's the thing, though, is I got to see her. And uh, Uncle Donald, I don't know. You wouldn't add me on Facebook, so I don't suppose you'll watch this. But he thanked me because I helped him take her to the bathroom. Because... It was just walking to the bathroom, you know? But 4th of July, when it's dark, and you don't have fucking glow sticks, and, you know, the field of Loveland. Yeah. Of uh, the high school of Loveland. And so I, I had her other side. And we walked her to the bathroom. I had to go, too. I, I, actually, what it was is I walked her back. Because I walked to the bathroom on my own. And I saw them there, and I was like, well, I'll wait. <laughs> you know? Not trying to pat myself on the back. But... You, me and Uncle Donald weren't on the best terms, but I fucking love that lady. She's a sweetheart. She's an through absolute sweetheart. Through Yes, she is. And I totally concur. So, in helping her back, I didn't know what condition she was in. So he gave me thanks afterwards, and I kind of got the impression that um, I didn't know what a good deed I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anytime you help somebody older, it's a good deed. That's the way you should good deed do her. You should do it. Well, again, not to pat myself on the back. <laughs> but I didn't know what a good deed I was doing when I was doing it. So actually, like, it makes it even that much better. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I didn't know. I wasn't trying. But I was just helping her out. And then come to find out, oh, yeah. She's struggling. So. But. And she couldn't have a better husband to help watch over her. A. So. Amen. Amen. Donald's dad. May the Lord be with them. Tom Swisher is probably one of the best men I've ever known in my life. And by the way. blows away if I'm going to be God's honest I'll be I'll be honest it's what this is for blows away all my preconceived notions because if I saw him on the street and he came up to me I ain't lying I ain't gonna lie I ain't gonna lie folks Tom's a little haggard dentally he's a little old wrinkly right am I wrong it's something that happens when you get old it does I mean, check not, this out. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm just saying. He's a sweetheart. Do you follow what I'm getting at? Oh, I know he's Look, a sweetheart. I don't, I don't know how. Been. I'll fucking lay it out there. I don't know how else to put it other than laying it out there. Like, dentally, he's missing some shit, and, and he's short and stout. And so I would. I'm being honest. I would look at that and be like, ah. Honestly, I'm a shallow motherfucker. Then. He's a perfect example, I guess, and as is all of us, don't judge a book by its cover. You meet the man, you talk to the man for two fucking seconds, and you understand that this is a man that's been, uh, by the grace of God, put on this earth. Mm -hmm. And that is why I can understand Summer's direction. 
if you haven't seen the podcast, then go back and watch it with my cousin Summer, and you'll see what a saint she truly is. Uh, and granted, we can argue politically about her ideologies or whatever, but you can't argue that her intentions are in the right place, a hundred percent. Yeah, and there's no need to argue about any anything. Well, no, agree not, to disagree. Okay, you get the point, though. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Differences aside, there's no denying. People want to look at Trump and disagree with him. Then there's people that want to look at Trump and say he's fucking evil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't look at Summer and say she's evil. <laughs> as much as you want to disagree with her, you can't say she's evil. Not if you're in your right frame of mind, no. And that's something that I feel genetically comes through her father, through her mother. But a big part comes from her grandparents, Tom and Kathy who are probably two of the most pure people I've ever met in my life. There's a saying, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It means in more ways than one. You know, and Summer's a perfect example of that. So as you shake your head while I'll speak, albeit undiplomatically, but honestly about, you know, my preconceived notions, it's the truth. And then you look at these two people actually and experience them. And it's, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Just, it's important to me because I met a girl online and we were talking about shallow. Are you shallow or are you not? I'm like, dude, I'm shallow as fuck. I'm not going to lie. I am. And looks mean a lot to me. Which is ironic, because these teeth, I didn't pay for. I would not look this good if it weren't for this guy sitting right here. <laughs> and two others. Three others. Right? Two others. Not saying that I look great, but... Your mom, Penny, and I. I wouldn't have the smile. And I'll be honest, I'm shallow as fuck in some rights. But in our discussion, also got past, like, you know, physically... I could be shallow, but obviously I look deeper into. I hope so. I don't know. I'm babbling at this point. I certainly hope so, because beauty's only skin deep. So. Yeah, what's well, where I I portrayed stories of people that I spoke to who are beautiful, but. Ooh. You know. Yeah. Yep. Or not only that, but beautiful people who don't seem to have a fucking shred of morality. Well. So, that's all I was saying. And you know what? I mean, explanation to what I'm saying. Where do they live? I'm mean, not trying to make this Tom and Kathy show, but Tom and Kathy live in Taos, Mexico, right? Still to this day? No, Mesa, Arizona. Mesa, Arizona? Oh, fuck me. I'm so fucking far off. Mm-hmm. Taos is where Kathy's from, or from where she was born. They live in Mesa, Arizona? Yep. Okay. She was born in Taos, in the Pueblos. That's where their association, that's where her family's all right in that area. So when they go back, they go back to visit Donald's cousins, um, uncles. How'd they end up in Arizona? Um... I don't know that. I know 
Tom's dad's a deacon or was a deacon in the church. I believe a deacon, a deacon um, in the church. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's... Gee whiz. I don't know, Jess. I, I never asked how they ended up in Arizona. I know that very lucky for everybody that they did because otherwise Donald would never met Lil. So God works in mysterious ways. Again, you know, we all have a path. And sometimes it goes the way you want it to and sometimes it doesn't. You learn from your mistakes. You keep going forward. Damn it. Who is that? I was really hoping I could get Summer on the phone. Hi. Yeah. Anyway. It matters not. It's because that's where they were supposed to go. Because otherwise, Summer wouldn't be here. It was supposed to be. How did they do it? Well, got in a car and went there. And I don't know if they met there, as far as Kathy and Tom goes. I don't know exactly where they met and how all that worked out. But uh, I think, if I remember correctly, I don't. I think Don... Don I think Donald's Tom. I think Tom married Donald Lil. I think. Don't hold me to that. Because I'm not positive of that. Okay. I didn't go. Uh, your mom, Dawn, went to the wedding. But I didn't go. Um, either way, they couldn't have been. You talked about a, a pair meant for one another. The two of them, two peas in a pod, you know. Tom and Kathy I'm referring to. Yeah. So. Everybody has their obstacles and they conquered them as they came. As a team. So getting past my shallowness getting past my uh, bias towards my cousin's grandpa's fucked up teeth with all due love getting past grandma and her what uh Arthritis. Arthritis. I'm getting past Franny's Parkinson's. I still don't think we talked about Freddie. Freddie. Yeah. You detracted and started talking about Aunt Lil's cat. Freddie. Am, am I bringing up a name that doesn't exist? Yeah. Aunt Lil's cat. Another one of my, one of my cats? Yeah. Dusty? Dusty. Fuck oh. me. Sorry. I don't know where I got Freddie from, but I, I said Dusty earlier. Okay, well, I had a cousin, Freddie. Yeah. So I didn't know. I don't remember talking about Freddie. Freddie's a good guy. You want to talk about Freddie? We can. He's a really good guy. Then we should. But start with Dusty because let's go back to where we fucking lost our trace, and then we'll go on to Freddie. Well, Freddie's no longer with us, so. 
Well, neither is Dusty. No, Dusty's gone too. Dusty was, uh, he's a cat that I had given to me because um, a couple of people did something really stupid and, and shot uh, the cat that I had rescued in the spine, Boston. I named her Boston. Um, Tell that story, by the way. Fucking cunts is the right word for those people. For the record, C-U-N-T means can't understand normal thinking. Um, Just an abbreviation. Uh, Anyway, these people, these, yeah, uh, I found this cat. There was this cat in the trailer park. Your mom and I was coming home. I was taking her home. And Boston was just a uh, about a teenager, little Manx cat, black and white, and she wasn't one you could just go up and pick up. It had to be caught. <laughs> well, we were going by the laundromat, and Boston goes walking into the laundromat. So I stopped the car real quick, and I told Don, I said, "You take that door because it's." So rolling. how long did you know about this cat before you trapped it? We'd seen it several times. How long? Well, I don't know how long. Again, when you're oh. a young kid, okay, time is not of, you know. I know, but I'm just thinking, like, how old was it? Like, how much did it develop? It was a teenager. It was only little. Okay. And um, your mom covered that door because it was a it was a walkthrough. Boom, and the washers sat over here, and the dryers <laughs> sat on this side. You trapped the cat. And your mom took this door, and I ran around and got this door. And so she was trapped inside, and that's where I caught her. And I took her home. And she wasn't so wild to where she couldn't be tamed because she became a very... She was our pet, my pet. Mom and Dad were cool. And she, she'd go out, but then she'd come in, and she'd be inside. Totally clean, little black-and-white calico cat. Well, all of a sudden... She's not showing up to come in. And it was probably about, I don't know, a couple, three days, two, three days. Um, went by and I worked at the newspaper. I'd get home at like, I don't know, four o'clock, three, four o'clock in the morning, depending on how early we got out on that night printing. And on an average, I'd get home about that time. Sometimes it'd be worse than that later. But anyway, uh, I was sleeping, and Dad woke me up and said, Son, come here. And we went out, and Boston had drug herself up to the step. And you just see her drag marks all the way down the side of the road mm-hmm. and up to the step. Well, I had to, took her to the vet, and her spine was shattered, so she had to be put down. And... Why? Kids being stupid. That's why uh, uh, BB guns are illegal in Granbury. And that's why it's a $500 fine to have them because people are stupid with them. It'd be nice if they were a little more responsible, but unfortunately. But anyway, out of that deal, um, if I found out who did that, there was going to be a price to pay. Just put it mildly. And my sister Sue knew who it was. And to avoid me from getting in serious trouble, she just let them know that they were probably going to be in serious trouble if I found out. 
And it was right after that that I came home. And Dad woke me up again because right after I got home, Dad got up to go to work. It was like, you know. Anyway, Dad woke me up again, and here's this little kitten sitting on the doorstep. Okay, so their solution is, oh, we'll fucking give him a new kitten. No, they gave me a hell of a good kitten. That's good for them, but God damn it. I still would have wanted a fucking... It is water that's gone way ah, past the bridge. Right. So you get this kitten. And so I got this kitten, and I named him Dusty. And he was just an absolute awesome beast of a cat. He was huge. Time out. Pause. I'm sorry. We brushed past this, and I can't. I just can't. Brush past what? I gotta take a moment to recognize the overwhelming amount of fucked upness that was just acceptable back then. You know what I mean? Like something like that. It wasn't acceptable. Well, but oh, they drop off a new kitten and not saying everything's okay, but like it's water under the bridge, like you say. At this point in time, it's long gone, water on the bridge, yeah, nothing to get bent about. You give me a new kitten, I'm still going to want to fucking kill you if you did that to my cat. Your Aunt Sue didn't tell me about this. Until uh, long later? Okay. Well, Dusty was a, an, a, an old man when I found out how I got Dusty. Okay, okay. I didn't know where the hell he came from. But, okay, do, do, you, I mean, if you want me to pull up the video, I will, but it's a video that I've already seen that got resurfaced on my, you know, news feed today of a, a, a game show host. He's hosting a game show with these girls. They're underage girls, like 12, 13, and he's kissing them and shit. And it was acceptable in the 70s. Like, that's what they aired on television. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen this? Yeah. So that was just acceptable back then. Like that kind of behavior was like, oh, we'll brush that under the rug and act like that shit didn't happen yesterday because tomorrow's a new day. Um, that would not fucking fly these days. No, not at all. People used to cut off cats' heads and stick them in mailboxes and just get away with it. Well, luckily they never, I never caught them doing that. But you know what I mean. Oh, well, and that just it. If if and and, not, and it was yeah, a few people, but there were a lot of people like me. And if they'd have gotten caught doing that, they would have never been doing it again. Let's just put it that way. All right. Um. All right. That sorry. being said, I distracted. Let's so stay on a positive that. note. Let's stay. Let's do that. Go on. It's a choice. Anyways, we found Dusty. I didn't find Dusty. He was dropped off on our porch. Yeah. And he ended up being coming absolute best friends with Dad. Him and Dad would sit and eat a whole cantaloupe together. <laughs> Dusty loved cantaloupe, as did your grandpa. So, um, yeah, I could lay him over my shoulders. Just I'd just lay him right here like this, and he'd lay there. Big old freaking... 20 pound cat, you know, <laughs> he was a, he was a trip, absolute trip. I left him with mom and dad because him and dad, him and dad. Yeah. And I don't know. I think he ended up dying of old age, but I don't know for sure. 
I'm sure. So I'm sure they took care of him. Yeah. Well, they definitely did that. No, Dad was good about that. Okay. We covered Dusty. Now, what did you bring up in the middle of Dusty that I distracted from that we had to call back to? Do you remember? I don't know. You distracted me. <sighs> Fuck me. Can't get upset about stuff that's happened already. This is before. Far that far back. Well, this is before upset. Now, we were talking about Dusty, and you distracted me. Before Dusty. No, in the middle of Dusty, bro. In the middle of Dusty. We were saying, and I was like, oh, we'll call back to call back to that, but we're talking about Dusty. So in getting Dusty, how did you get Dusty? These people put him on our doorstep as a very little baby kitten. Able to be weaned, but afraid to go anywhere. Yeah, okay. So before that, the cat you had before Dusty? Boston. Boston. I had Boston and Sundance at the same time. Sundance. Sundance was a rabbit. Who did I mistake the cat for? Your cousin. Freddie. Freddie. Oh, Freddie was just... you. I had a cousin Freddie. We had a cousin Freddie. Well, I brought up cousin Freddie and that was a whole other story. Um, you know John Gehring? Uh, on Facebook, yep. I do. That's Freddie's brother. Okay. Younger brother. Freddie died, hmm, I'm going to say around 10, 10, 12 years ago, give or take, um, he had a stroke and ended up dying. Freddie was your Uncle Tom's age. Okay. And he was um, just, he's just a good kid. When I, when we moved from Arizona to Houston, I got to know Freddie even more, and he'd let me take his car and do whatever, you know. Um, he was, he was, he was, Freddie was good. Awesome. It's too bad that uh, I didn't get to know him better than I did. Let's put it that way. And you met him. You probably don't remember it. it was no, I remember. Okay, it was the trip we made with the Jeep. Yep. And Grandpa, you and I and Daniel went to... I remember. I got oh, to have Bud Light. Uncle Joe's. So... Uh, I, got to, I got to share a Bud Light, I should say, with my cousin. Huh. Um, You laugh. <laughs> yeah. Them are the days. Yeah. Those were the days, you betcha. And, and, uh, Freddie, I mean, you said that was a story of its own. Like, you had something to say. Like, that would be a whole story. And that's all you got to say? No, yeah, no, Freddie's not. No, I, you were saying Freddie calling a cat Freddie. And yeah, I didn't know Fre like, Cat Freddie. You were like, ah, it's a story of its Freddy's own. Freddie's the only Freddie I knew. Uh, I'm Uncle what, Fred. That's what you meant? I'm Uncle Fred, yeah. That's all the story you got? Yeah. Oh, okay. He was a good person. He was a really good guy. Wow. Yep. Um, of course, you know, Sundance, Sundance, Bunny Rabbit used to go on my truck route with me. Loved riding in the car. He'd just sit next to me. 
They called me Monty Python. <laughs> Why? Because I had a rabbit. I carried a rabbit with me. It's a movie. I, I know the movie. Okay. I still don't understand. But at the time they did that, I didn't know who Monty Python was. Apparently I never saw I the movie. I the movie well enough, yeah. Well, Monty Python's got a lot of movies. Okay, well, he had a, I guess, it's a, one of his movies was a giant killer rabbit. Ah. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen it all the so, way through. So that... <laughs> and see, I don't know. I never watched Monty Python. Those movies, I didn't watch dumb movies. Oh. You know? Uh, not dumb movies, but you know what I mean. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I could watch them now. They're, they're over my head. I wasn't smart enough. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know? Bro. Never mind. I had to stick to Andy Griffith and uh, Gomer Pyle and Partridge Family, things like that. You know, Happy Days. Uh, Holy Grail. Monty Python and Holy Grail. Look that up. No. Oh. We'll probably oh, get, I'll probably get kicked off YouTube for this, but ladies and gentlemen... When I was a kid, I mean, this is a catalyst. All right, hold on, take it away. Tell don't me, get kicked off YouTube. Tell me, it. tell me what you remember about this scene. This farting. Tell me what you remember. Tell me what you thought was so funny about it. Tell me what you remember, because I'll tell you what I remember. I gotta pee. Go. Um. Yeah, I think it was. Gee whiz, Jess, I don't remember. That's been how many years? God damn it, man. What was so farting. funny about it? Steve? It was farting. Why is that so funny? Because Eddie Murphy's funnier than shit. And the way he, uh, or the aunt who was Eddie Murphy, was reacting. reacting. How's he doing? He's alright. What? He's alright. He's famous as fuck. Oh, I thought you said he died. Like, no, he's all right. He's famous as fuck. He don't need our money. And he just got like some honorary thing going on on Comedy Central a few years ago. Like they honored him and no, he's doing fine, bro. Yeah. So uh, what I can tell y'all is that this fucking scene that I'm about to play uh, was a catalyst in my life because I already knew that there was a void going on between my parents. I knew that there was a a spliff separating the two and never did it become more apparent to me <laughs> than the night that we were watching this movie me my brother and my dad were watching dr doolittle in the basement and it came to this scene where they're farting around the table no my, nutty professor my bad I, why did i say dr doolittle you're right i, I even typed in dr doolittle and it got not Nutty Professor, so it got the right one, but my mom was not entertained. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> this was like the day that I understood, like, oh, she's not one of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've talked about it. Like, she's cool. She understands to this day. Like, and she's still, she's like, no, because it's to her, it's just gratuitous fart humor yeah there's nothing intellectual or entertaining about it but eddie murphy's just funnier now <laughs> i don't care 
The dude can do anything. He can make you laugh. There are very few that can make me laugh. Oh, my gosh. So this scene pretty much changed our lives. I think I could probably play about 15 seconds of the actual scene. We could probably have the audio going on, though. That's it, colon cleansing. You want your colon cleansed? I'm a clean man. It's still funny as hell to me, dude. You didn't even crack a smile, but yeah, it's funny. Oh, that was that was that was the days. That's fart humor. Yeah. That's classic fart humor. I mean that that shaped me as a human being, sir. You understand that? Yeah. Well, you you asked why uh, earlier on. You said where? How did you come from me? And there's the difference. <laughs> I'm watching, I mean, that's I'm, the similarity. I'm watching the Osmonds and the Partridge family, and you're watching that. You know, yeah, there's a difference between having 150 TV channels and oh, three. I got you. Okay. Yeah, you're watching Bonanza. Correct. And Griffith. Gunsmoke and Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. I mean, this dude, this might be the longest podcast I ever have. I don't give a fuck. I'm not done talking to you. So, Andy Griffith... Ruled my childhood. Bonanza. Um, Little House on the Prairie. I used to get up before school. Early before school. So this was second to fourth grade. I'm not sure which one. Maybe you can pinpoint the year. Sorry. Am I boring you enough? Yeah. <laughs> No, um, I still watch Little House on the Prairie, so... But do you remember post-divorce, second to fourth grade? Tell yeah. me which year. I watched it before your mom and I got divorced. I'm and not... I'm saying after, you and me. Do you, you, and I, you and I? Do you um, not remember talking on the phone with me? Yeah. Not just Little House on the Prairie. You'd watch Saved by the Bell with me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say that was right around... Early to mid two thousand. So, and, and this was this was back when they had house phones, though, where a mom. Nah, it was around nine. Now it was right around two thousand. A mom, yeah, but we were relying on house phones, mm -hmm. and a mom couldn't regulate whether a kid did or didn't talk to the parent because the dad could call the house phone after the mom went to work and talk to his fucking kid. Mm -hmm. These days. Your mom would have never regulated it anyway. I hope not. She wouldn't have. I hope you're right. But these days, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine how fucking hard it's got to be these days mm -hmm. to just have a relationship with your kid if the mom says, fuck you. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I'm not, not trying to get down on, like, men's apologist rabbit hole, but... So, she'd leave to work, and you'd call me before school, and we'd watch Little House on the Prairie, like, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. before I had to go to school at 7. Do you remember this? Yep, yep. Before I had to go to bed. Yep. I think that was after I quit being a plant manager, so to get narrow it down... I was working nights. Um, yeah, I'd say around 2000. Because I left being a plant manager. Oh, when did I quit that job? 98. Uh, mid to late 98. So... Yeah. And it was shortly after that you and Daniel ended up moving to Johnstown. Yeah, well, it didn't seem shortly to us. That's why I said time is uh, goes forever when you're little. But it really does the same. Unfortunately, it's the same as it is today. Just wait till you get to be my age. Wait to see how fast time goes. No. Shit. It goes quick. And then it goes, unfortunately, like you said, you, 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 you go backwards, perhaps. I don't know. I'm not old yet, old like Franny. But you said she regressed. And you know what I mean? I do. And that's what I'm saying. And I'm sure time does the same thing to her now as it did when you're a kid. That would fucking suck. You think it, you mean it, it goes as slow? Slow. You mean it slows down? That would be my guess. Oh fuck. I don't know. I'm not old. I know, but that's a that's a hell of a theory because I mean it makes sense. I mean, a causation means correl correlation. Oh, fucking cor I mean, You know what the fuck I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. It's correlation. Um, but yeah, if if. if if, but that's and that's if you're in Franny's boat. I mean, you look at look at. I mean, I'm back again, back at printing newspapers. But to get, I look at all these obituaries. Can't help it because I'm printing them, and there's people. It's amazing how old people are living today. Fucking a, dude. This chick's you know? in her 90s and she's yeah. still working. Yeah. That they were showing oh, yeah. at the school district in Arlington. Yeah, yeah. There's, Hell, there was uh, two, they're twins. Um, I want to say they're from um, Gatesville. Twin brothers. They celebrated their 97th birthday. Yeah. Both still alive. Both look identical. And so that's the thing is like we're, people today are talking about like, well, people from our generation are going to live until they're hundreds because of medical advancements. I don't think it even needs be to, to be because of medical advancements. I think... The better our care gets as we go on, we, we live longer. And people are going to live. But, but the problem is, the longer you live, you have to overcome the ailments that you encounter in and those then years. You're, and you're screwed. And so Franny, for instance, screwed. encountered Parkinson's at this age, and she's living into her fucking hundreds, yep. suffering from this ailment. Yep. <sighs> She'll be 90, 91 in May. I believe it is May. Oh, 
Shame on me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, forgive me for considering that hundreds, but you know, if we're rounding up, ninety-one. That's closer to hundred. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa uh, lived to be eighty-two, and that was considered wow. old for back then. Yeah. You know. Golly, um, fucking gee. No, they should have left us alone. Let us keep smoking on the planes. <laughs> In the airports, <laughs> at the hospital, and we all would still be living to be in our 80s. <laughs> at, at most. <laughs> now it's, that's the way we want it to be. But no, no. It's, but it's seriously, it's something that I've, uh, I've been hearing in the shows I listen to, but they're talking about as medical advancements continue... It's only going to sustain us. I kept using that word earlier in regards to Franny. It's sustaining, but it's not. It's the quality of life that you're degradating. The more you sustain, and so you could get to be 120. But what the fuck are you doing at 120? Man, nothing you can do to have fun. Sorry. No. I refuse to believe. You're sustaining. Yeah. That's where I'm one of those folks where I'm like, forgive me, but fucking take me out. If I'm yeah. if I'm out past 70, that's that's my expiration date. That's my expiration date. Like spoiled milk. I gotta go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, these, 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 they're opening up. But so what do you think of artificial intelligence? I haven't paid enough attention to it to really have a comment any opinion no so what if i told you that there are corporations that have already put in place a way to download for lack of better words your consciousness and save it and so that way, should someday we have a artificial intelligence that is realistic enough that we can upload that into them, there will literally be a fake you walking around. Or if we clone you and we download your consciousness into this clone, is that a continuation of you? Or is this a whole new sentient being that has just been, you know, uh, started with your conscience from the start and then they're able to develop their own? Does that make sense? Yeah. These are, these are the fucking questions we're getting into into this century because it's it's real shit artificial intelligence it's what elon musk you know who he is right mm -mm. okay i said i don't pay attention no more i wasn't lying you know who tesla is i know who tesla is okay yeah. well elon musk is the real life tony stark i probably don't know who that is either but he's the Iron Man. He's Iron Man's alter ego. Tony Stark in the comic books was the fucking multimillionaire 
that was able to produce his own technology to be able to fucking save the world. That is Elon Musk. Elon Musk is some, fuck, how old is he? Early 30s, maybe? Trillionaire. I was going to say billionaire, but trillionaire. Who created the Tesla cars that you know of. They're going to be boring through the earth to create the first ever hyper tunnel. You know about that? You're playing with fire if that's the game, but no, I don't. Well, a train that'll take you from fucking California to Colorado in, you know, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's so retarded. Why do we need to be there in 15 minutes? It's really not retarded if you can do it safely, which that's the thing about Elon Musk is everything he's done has been undeniably safe. As opposed to all the corporations which oppose him, I mean, he's done nothing other than be beneficial to this earth, man. What you're telling me is... I I hate to fucking sound like Elon Musk. Here's California. But... Elon Musk, man. Here's California. And here is Texas. Yeah. And they have this hyper train mm-hmm. that gets somebody here in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That opens the door for me having to put up with people from California <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> that dude is playing with his life. Was that a joke? Was that a giant joke set up? Be honest, bro. Be honest. No, uh, I'm serious. Come on. What? No, I'm serious. And that dude, that, if he makes that happen, he's playing with his life. I'll find him. <laughs> so this is, again, why I can't deny that I came from your, from your sack, sir. Because that was a comedy bit to the T. You set it up. You ever see that? You put the ball on the tee. What are you? What? You're not doing that bullshit. That's fucking middle school shit, bro. Is that what it is? Yeah. Don't start that. <laughs> don't start that. My fucking dad's trying to do this shit. And by the way, it's got to be below the waist. What's it called? It's got to be below the waist. That's fine. I don't. I just saw it. It's it's not called anything. But the whole thing is that if in school, got to be below the waist. Yeah. If in school you could get someone to look at this below your waist, then you got to punch them for free. Oh really? That was the whole gimmick. Well, you, so it was, oh, fuck, man, what's that? Uh-huh. That's the whole gimmick. And somehow it's turned into a giant online meme, and it fucking drives me crazy. Because I'm like, well, first of all, you can't punch someone over a meme. So this is no, it's bullshit. Okay, how, about, how about this? How's that? Uh, okay. You're saying okay? Isn't that what Donald does? Is that what Donald does? Is it, or is it, how is it? I don't know. You look like a Japanese anime character right now to me. I don't pay attention, Jess. This is how the Japs do. Yeah, okay. I don't pay attention. Sorry. If I pay attention... I think Japs is derogatory. If I pay attention, I get irritated, and I don't like being irritated, so... By the way, I love Japanese people. There's nothing I can do... Good. (laughs) There's nothing I can do about it, so I don't pay attention. I'm just... uh, What the fuck was I saying before? You got me stuck on hand signals. No, no, I was just showing you something I saw. I didn't know it had to be below the waist. And if I do this below the waist, somebody hits me? Oh. They wouldn't. We were talking about social media. We were talking I'll about... I'll never do it. We were talking about that bullshit, and that's how you got stuck on there. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. 
Um, I don't recall. And apparently it wasn't that important? Nah. Couldn't have been. Nah. On that oh, note. Oh, California. We're talking about California. Speed oh. train. That's it. Dude, that was your chance to wrap it up, and then you got me fucking caught back on. Oh, let's get the hell out of here now. <laughs> no, you fucked up. So, California speed train. You're saying if he could safely put together a transit system that would get you from there to... I mean, I appreciate your... your I appreciate your point. I don't want... I, I get it. I don't know. Um... Yeah. No, there's a reason. Everybody wants to... Everybody wants to be like everybody else. You know? Uh, okay. Do tell. How so? That's why we're in the mess we're in. Because everybody's keeping up with the Joneses. You know? Is it keeping up with the Joneses, though, or is it keeping up with Beans plus tax? That's a gymism for y'all. Is it keeping up with the Joneses, or is it keeping up with what's been presented to you? Because what I feel is, like, for me, for instance, I'm not keeping up with the Joneses. I got a fucking iPhone uh, 6S Plus. I'm two generations behind, and I ain't trying to fucking upgrade because I don't want to lose my fucking audio jack. And I'm still an iPhone loyalist. I'm not going to leave this platform for an Android or uh, whatever else. But I'm also not going to upgrade for no good God. I mean, just just to have the new phone. So, I mean, maybe that's just me. But in keeping up with the Joneses, I feel... I, sorry, what I'm saying is I feel like most people aren't keeping up with the Joneses. Cause not I'm, with that. I'm not... Okay. I'm not talking about that. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm. What do you mean? Literally with everything. You take housing, cars. Um, you know, that's that's what? I don't know. I have a flip top. Mine think, I think mine costs like $35. Uh, yeah. That one's, At most. That one's a couple hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, at most. We wouldn't be in the boat we're in as a nation if it weren't for the fact that. And why do we need to get from California, especially? I can see California to Colorado. That's fine. They're Just both already been business. screwed up. Business. If business. You, you got right here. You've got this computer here. Yeah. Just like you saw on Back to the Future, which is really crazy how a lot of that has materialized. Yeah. But you saw how. Um, Marty yeah. gets fired over his television, on his TV, you know? It's it's not, you don't need to be, you don't need a train or anything going, do you realize how fast that would have to, no, no, it won't be in my lifetime. And I, I just say thank you, Lord, for letting me be born way sooner than a lot of these people today. You know, I'm already an old man. By the way, I second that sentiment. I mean, because uh, I wasn't born as early as you, but I'm born late enough to not have to fucking... You know, you know cursive. <laughs> Writing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm born early enough to know cursive. 
Do you realize you realize there's going to be a day, though, to where... Cursive doesn't exist. You're going to be able to write cursive, and you're going to be able to hand it. Well, it's because people, people don't write anymore. People type. Yeah. Everything's going to be done electronically. People aren't going to write anymore. They're going to press so which that's, letter. That's still... I don't find that being a good excuse to eliminate education. I agree. Well, I don't... I mean, I don't call it eliminating education, because I think education pertains yeah. to... The generation, I guess, that you're you're existing in. Ask. Put it that way. Ask. Hey, think of it this way. If you went back centuries ago and tried to teach them the shit that we're learning today, it's meaningless to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ask your phone who Jesus Christ is. <laughs> Will it tell you? I don't know. I want to know if I'm being told the truth. Well, what do you want to hear her say? Do you what want to hear say? her say it's her Lord and Savior? Because if that's the case, disappointment. It won't say anything, will it? What I'm being you, told. What do you want to hear? I don't know. I'm what do you expect to hear? Nothing. Nothing? No answer at all. No answer at all. Bullshit. That's what do what you I'm expect told. to hear? Be honest. That's what I'm told. I don't have one. This is at work. This is what you're being told? Yeah. Okay. I don't have one of these to test it. But I'm, I'm told... Who is Jesus Christ? Alright, here's what I got. And she gives you results showing Wikipedia results. So it does Jesus show you Christ. who he is. Yeah, look. Good. Jesus Christ. And it's Good. got an explanation that says, Jesus also referred to as Jesus of Nazareth, and Jesus Christ was a Jewish preacher and religious leader. He is a central figure in Christianity. Most Christians believe him to be the incarnation of the Son of God... The Son and the awaited Messiah prophesied in the Old Testament. Good. So I wasn't being told the truth. I was irritated. So? It's not going to tell you. Now, I don't have one. This of is the I'm crazy shit. One. This is the crazy shit. Sorry if you smell my ass. I totally farted, y'all. Can't smell that on a podcast. <laughs> That's what I thought. Bitch. She said you can't smell it. I wasn't asking her about my fart. What is the meaning of life? I don't know, but I think there's an app for that. I disagree. What is God? Here is what I found. She gave me another Wikipedia result. Does God exist? I eschew theological disquisition. Eschew means avoid. I avoid theological disquisition. Disquisition. Oh, Allah. Ask her about Allah. Good question. Who is Allah? Here is what I found. She gives it. Does Allah exist? Okay. I found this on the web for does Allah exist. Does Allah exist? Humans have religion. I just have silicon. Humans have religion. I just have silicon. <laughs> that's fair uh, that's why I like Siri yeah. she avoids that shit trust me I've fucked around with her I fucks around with Siri so what I was told is not accurate that's cool and yeah. there you go Texans they get a little dramatic with their religion bless their hearts though you know I, was I gonna, reckon I was gonna look something up and you totally distracted me mm. fuck me so what happens at the end of a podcast. Yeah. Start drinking enough to feel like I got the flow. Yeah, I can't remember what the fuck we were going to say. 
Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that Eddie Murphy was a funny guy. All I know is that uh... ah, fuck me. Mm. I was remembering. Sorry. What are you thinking? Nothing. Just blessed? Yes. Hmm. You realize I drank a bottle of wine, three beers, and I'm still talking more than you? I'm not right. surprised. Not surprised? No. I ain't trying to brag, I'm just saying. I think I'm holding it together over here pretty well. Yep. And I'm getting nothing. <laughs> well. You good? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Dad. You're welcome. For coming and visiting with me today on our uh, second edition of our seventh installment of the Jesse Lone Show. No, it's, I, I, it's just our first, or our, our second attempt. Thank God for editing, because you can lose the first one now and just yeah, have this one. Uh, hey, I'm going you know to sound as bad in the second one as you did in the first, so we're even now. Sound fair? Deal. <laughs> All right. Hey. Uh, I'm not... I don't... What Mom said to me... And this is what I said to you. It's like, dude, the only complaint I had is that we couldn't hear you good enough. Yeah. And in everything that you said and all your criticisms of yourself, she didn't fucking have a single thing to say. Because that is who you are. <laughs> and anyone who knows you wasn't surprised. And why did I start getting all this hate mail? <laughs> what hate mail? <laughs> I didn't get any hate mail. But I can't wear those no more. I feel like I'm at the press room ear protection on. You had this criticism of yourself, and, and albeit I had a criticism of my own, which was not a criticism of your performance. It was just my expectation wasn't fulfilled. Okay. And so in this instance, I came with no expectations. I think Me too. I made just as much of an ass of myself this time as you may have the last, or as much as you feel you did the last. So I think we're even. All right. I think it evens itself out. We're even now. I think with each one, I, I'll be honest, I don't think we'll ever, ever be satisfied. No. I think that's no, the way you're right there. it'll be. Yeah. You're 100% accurate there. So I don't know why it is with me and mom the way it is where – like we think whatever we say is gold <laughs> but with you and me it's like ah it's never going to be good enough so yeah hopefully you have many more successful podcast shows 
uh, well, uh, as far as successful podcast shows go, I would consider this a success. That's why I said many more. Okay. I didn't say. Good, good. All I wanted this to do was to document the Jesse Lone Show. Jesse Lone Show. Say that again. Jesse Lone Show. That's got to be my intro. It's got to be my intro from now on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jesse Lone Show. <laughs> say what you used to say to me when I was a kid. And this is why I am the Star Wars fan I am today. It's not because I loved Star Wars. I love you, my son. <laughs> Straight up. That's how that's how he'd say goodnight to me. It was I love you, my son. I love you, my son. And I can't the, do it. What was the Am I sounding right? Jesse. Jesse, you are my son. Yeah. No, I am your father, fool. Oh, that's right. Jesse, I am your father. <laughs> well, you said that with a deep vibrato. Anyway. Jesse. Jesse. How's it go? Jesse, I, I am your, your father. father. Come on, you get deeper than that, fool. Fuck. Jesse, Jesse, I am, I am your father. father. I am your father. This fucking Arab, no father. Let me try this. Jesse, Jesse I, am I am your, your father. father. Well, you're doing it. No, but do it with me because that's even better. Jesse. Wait, 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 wait. Ready? Jesse. Three, two. Jesse, I am your, your father. father. I am your father. I can't do it. <laughs> my, high, my voice must be getting higher or something. Can't do it without me. Whoa, was that your best imitation of me? Because that was pretty good, actually. What's that? <laughs> Whatever you just did. It sounded like me. It sounded like I was hearing myself. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, um, I guess that's it. That's it. One of us, one of us has their back teeth floating. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this thank installment of the Jesse Lone Show. Thank you very much. God bless America. God bless y'all. God bless America. God bless Franny. God bless us, everyone. God bless Franny. Yes. God bless us, everyone. Miss Miss Margaret Mitchell. Miss Margaret Mitchell, if you are watching this, please say a prayer for Miss Franny. Kaiser, that Lord have mercy. Thank you all for watching. If you took the time, if you're listening, please, please, please check me out on YouTube. Subscribe and uh, find me on social media at The Lone Jesse. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Later. <laughs>